So, so what did you say you want uh, this episode to be? Burning Sky, in reference to the Bad Company song. How's it go? The sky is burning. I believe my soul's on. Wait, no, I was gonna say. I believe fire. my life's on fire, and so is Colton Estacado. So you got you were saying via Facebook, you know that. Friends from Malala have already lost their homes. Yeah. Every, for people that don't know, the two main roads out of that town, like up into the, the or the woods, are Wilhoyt and Sawtell, and that's where people are losing their houses. They go up, you know, up into the mountains and shit. In fact, you can take Sawtell all the way back out, down over into Scotts Mills, I believe, or Silverton. So you can go up over the hill and then down again. But that's where we used to party. That's where I told you about the freaking place that we had, the hippie camp thing, dude, that we had. And that's up there. If you go to Wilhoyt, you go to the gate, and then so all that shit's burnt. So, the, yeah, the site of that ca- cabin. I'm sure that's toast. Is, is toast. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I, I saw on YouTube last night before I went to sleep, there's some lunatic or government agency or both put a fireproof camera in the forest, and you can watch a live stream of the forest in the middle of the forest. So what, they fire. knew it was going to burn and fucking put it there? I don't fucking know. It's It just says it on the feed. It says fireproof. The camera is fireproof. Well, maybe it's there just at all times or something. Yeah, like a nature stuff, yeah. like a wolf tracker or something. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard, heard of such a thing. It was madness. So Drury, and who cares? Put his fucking name on here. Nobody fucking cares, Joel. Drury... Uh, his house is in zone two now, so he's talking about, I might not come to work tomorrow, bro. He lives on 224 in Clackamas, bro. Like, nothing going to happen there. Might be smoky. It's smoky out here. I mean, I can't believe how smoky it is, but, you know, he's just looking for a reason to get a day off. I don't know, man. <laughs> when the sky looks like it looks right now, work seems much less important. My bill still got to get paid, bro, no matter fucking if the sky is burning or not. That's to pay my bills. I haven't been paid since the beginning of May. I know. I couldn't do that. I finally got like a couple hundred dollars in my savings account for the first time in a long time. I if when when next month's rent hits, when October's rent hits, I got that covered. I got everything covered. But if I continue to not work into October, then I'm going to be dipping into the savings that allow me to be able to do anything right now. Well, there might be another round of COVID shit coming, bro, so you might get <coughs> more help. Well, that's only one month's rent. Yeah. They shut down the society and gave me one month's rent. For half a year, society's been didn't shut down. didn't even cover my rent at all, bro. Yeah, it didn't cover mine either, but... Uh, little $1,200 bullshit. I mean, that's what mine is before all bills, before utilities, yeah. before life. Yeah, I mean, my shit's closer to, like, 1800 after fucking bills and shit. Yeah. So, um, it's tempting to not work until after this Republican coup is either dealt with or strengthened by the election in November. It's really tempting to just check out and, and ran on a mic and, and talk to the world. I'd love to do that if I could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a question of quality of life. It's like, do I want to create a, a, a dream buffer to chase dreams? I'm a hardworking motherfucker and mm-hmm. I've been, and I've been saving since I got out here. So I, I could theoretically not work for a year if i wanted to yeah 
but I would have no reserves. And right now, yeah. if, my, if my car blows up, I'm okay. If I have to move out of this house, I'm okay. Right now, I have the freedom to chase yeah. one dream mm-hmm. and roll with any punch. Yeah. And if I continue to not work, I'm going to be chipping away at that. I'm, th- it's, I'm going to make that choice this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool if you could just get to a point where you can just work every now and then to get some, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of at that point now just because of my confidence in my skills as a painter. Yeah. That's like what I'm coming to grips with is that like I don't have to worry about keeping a roof over my head as long as I can paint. Yeah. Oh, guess who called me the other day? You, it's somebody you know. Yeah, I'm thinking of Jose from... No. No. It was a union guy. It was Who? a guy Who? from the union. <laughs> Who? Who? So he called him. me the other day. And he was like, hey man, how's it going? Uh, how's work been going for you? Like, oh, I'm good, man, you know. He's like, you still working? And I go, no. And he goes, oh, what are you doing? Hey, John, I'm looking at eight months of unpaid union dues, and I, I don't want to lose you. What the fuck do I got to do? Um, they waived the union dues, man, during this shit for a while, so I'm not even behind. They're still taking mine. Are they? they ain't credit in my account, bro. Fuckers. Well, I'm not, they haven't sent me a letter yet, so, because he asked me about union dues. But anyways, he was like, so what are you doing? And I just said, you know what? I'm working for myself. Um, things have been going good. I haven't had any time off. And he's like, well, what happened? Said, ah, they laid me off and then I just didn't go back, you know? And he was like, well, are you going to stay in the union? And I go, yeah, I mean, I'll pay my dues and shit, whatever. I don't want to have to, you know, pay to get back in again when I, you know, if I need to do that. And he was like, well, you want to go to work for <laughs> And I was like, nope. <laughs> good I want to be a fucking bridge painter, dude. Good for you. And he was like, okay, well, um... I'm happy to hear everything's been going. I mean, what did you expect to hear, bro? I'm floundering. I heard the scuttlebutt that uh, is not doing well at all. I heard some stuff. This is the one that's talking all that shit. No, I heard some from other people. I've been hearing that for years. And here's my response. They're doing as good as they want to. It's not a painter. Runs the company. Is not a painter, regardless of what he thinks. Mm -mm. He's doing as good as he wants to as well. They they got what they want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just fucking heard this and fucking, they got like five guys right now. That, you're talking exactly like, I'm like, I can make a phone call right now and find out exactly what's going on. Well, I heard it from his work for him. So that's why. I... But I'm saying the guys that aren't working probably don't want to. And the guys that are definitely do. That's the biggest bullshit excuse I've ever heard to try to fucking go. Oh, COVID's around. I can't work, bro. That's too much. Well, I, I, I don't think even think it was that. I think it was that the federal government put them in the position of making more money not working. I mean, I get it. Like, my yeah, homeboy yeah. fucking went on unemployment, and, and I tried to get him to work with me, and he was like, mm, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm making that 12, honey. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm living for myself and getting paid better than if I was working yeah. for somebody else. Yeah. Like, how the fuck is the federal government not trying to fucking destroy our society by pulling shit like that? Well, I mean... Fucking nonsense. I mean, come on, dude. If you think about it, the effect that it's had on the uh, economy is... Uh, that's a drop in the bucket, dude, compared to the effect it's going to have. And the that's a drop in the bucket compared to the money that he handed out to his fucking buddies. His multi-million dollar fucking buddies with their huge in you know companies that are taking our money and then giving their fucking CEOs bonuses and shit off of it. Not and we, we get our little 1200 and our little supplement. Not to mention, not to mention the many millions 
that he got illegitimately from people like Putin and Saudi Arabia and Israel, and he, and he fucking tax, tax dodged it, and he hid it from the federal government, and then he walked into the federal government and said, you can't fucking touch me. I know. We still don't even know. This man somehow is capable, and a race war is the only answer that it makes logical sense to me. A Christian jihad race, race war, uh, and as Glenn Batten will point out to me, they're not actually Christians, but that's a whole fucking Christian fucking argument. Onward, Christian soldier, all that shit. None of it fucking makes sense. Prince of Peace, killing, killing in the name of the Prince of Peace. Fucking whole nother podcast. Oh, it's, that's the most hypocritical shit out of any of it, dude. Seriously. Religion, just the hypocrisy of religion fucking... You wonder why I'm not religious. Like, I can't... I mean, people in, in general are fucking hypocritical, but Jesus Christ, that's... I mean... We follow the Bible. Okay, well, are you cool with slaves? Are you cool with fucking beating your wife if she cheats on you? Are you cool with fucking chopping off a dude's hand if he fucking steals it from you? Like, you with the Bible? Like, if you're going to be with it, be with it. So, somehow, we're in such a fucked position in 2020, which my whole life was a television show, and it meant perfect vision. 2020, perfect vision. Yeah. Perfect meaning in the European sense of like that there are fucking scientific standards of fucking excellence for fucking humanity and fucking life and reality and it's a whole nother goddamn podcast. You have a deep-seated hatred for Europe. No, I I just have beefs. (laughs) I have beefs with the oppressor man. I have beefs with the oppressor woman. I have beefs with with the the oppressor. Uh, And the only reason I brought women into it is because the Queen of England rules England and the the sun never set on the British Empire and... uh, just became the American empire. Yeah. So somehow we can live in such a paradoxical universe where a man, a German British man Trump can brag his whole life about how rich he is, how successful he is and how smart he is and get elected never releasing how much he supported the federal government that he ended up taking over. He blocks to this day of course, bro. the release of his financial involvement with the government that he now rules. Yeah, there's not a conflict of interest there. Dude, At any, if we didn't live in fucking crazy time, whatever you want to call this fucking era we're in right now, fucking nuts time, he would have been impeached. But for for many a fucking thing already, dude, he would have been gone for fucking. He he wouldn't even the the the. the but the, no, we live in fucking the powers crazy that be, land. Yeah, the powers that be wouldn't even have let him be a legitimate viable candidate no. because he never was. Exactly. Instead, he was empowered. They, fucking, they hitched their fucking train, they hitched their wagon to the Trump train, and now fucking you know they're, they they went all they, in, so it's going to come back to bite them. But, but when you say they, on one level, it's the actual Republicans of the it's actual the Republican, Republican Party. Yeah. But it's also the actual Democrats of the fucking actual Democratic Party because they don't ever stop the Republicans from their coup. No, exactly, because the Democrats are pussies. And then on a whole nother level, it's not even actually human Democrats and Republicans. They're just fucking pawns of multinational corporations that is the actual coup. Yeah, I mean, we've covered this before. It don't, money make the fucking world go it's round. Peel, money makes fucking politics it's happen. It's peeling back layers of a bullshit onion that has nothing but fucking Dude, stinky poo which, in the middle. Which, who fucking knows how many layers of that motherfucker is, bro? Like, I mean, you can't even begin to try to unravel the fucking corruption and the money fucking that ha- goes on in politics and just in the world in fucking general, dude. You know money, rich people were on the fucking world, dude. 
the invalidity that it has created for everything needs to eat itself. It needs to collapse on itself. It doesn't have to take everything else with it that it's trying to corrupt now and decorrupt. it's all wrapped up, though, man. I don't know if, if shit can... For it to be a systemic change in the way that things are done, like, it's going to fold in on itself. And, and I've said this in a couple of other ones. Like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. If we want to change the narrative with this and this fucking political theater that we fucking have now, it's not even... They don't even do anything. It's just posturing and fucking bullshit and and fucking tame the fucking huddled masses and shut them the fuck up so we can keep filling our fucking pockets with money you know and fucking jerking everybody around and killing the planet uh for that to all fucking fold in on itself you'd have to have like this i mean i don't even i don't even know bro the breakdown of society would have to happen for it to actually start from zero and and try to and and it won't happen, bro, because humans, it can are, happen. humans are fundamentally flawed. They're fundamentally greedy. They're fundamentally fucking power happy. It's in our DNA. If you started a civilization over right now, you would still end up with the upper class echelon with the money. It's never going to change, dude. That's the way we are. I mean, I love that you're fucking optimistic that we can change everything and, and it could be different. But I don't think, I really think deep down, people aren't good. They're bad. We may do good things, but people fundamentally deep down inside them are selfish, are fucking egotistical, are narcissistic, are greedy. We have all these traits that we Can like I bite to back? fucking push Can down. Can I bite back? What? Can I interrupt and bite back? Go ahead. So where I'll stop you in disagreement is that Every human has to confront all of those negative things that you're talking about, and every human can and is those things at times. But where I'm coming from as a hopeless romantic idealist, uh, 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 I believe that the collapse that you say is going to happen, and it's going to happen in a negative way. Oh, for sure. Can, can also, in another reality, be a collapse into a rebirth, into something new that is the solution and so there will be ugliness and all of those negative things that you talked about that are involved with humanity will be in the mix but they can be uh, confronted in a constructive sustainable way as opposed to a destructive punishing way it can be it can be an exploration of freedom instead of an exploration of fascism and uh, uh hold on i'm really baked i gotta remember the the, the juicy nugget point hold on I'm following, bro. I'm with you on the ride. <laughs> you're just being so, positive. So, thank you. So, so when you're saying those are parts of what a human is, what I believe is that in my personal experience of my own life and witnessing human life, children are not that way. Negative. No, it's... They, it's they do positive. have traits or exhibit actions that can be ascribed those negative things that you talked about but that their actual being their essence while crying out in need and in pain and in fear their actual being comes from a place of pure love that that's what i felt when i was that age and that's what i feel from them when i talk to them and they are that age i still think it's all i think it's genetic bro i think it's so deep-seated in our fucking genetics that as a child, you may not fucking know it's there, but it's there. What is? All the things I talked about. The narcissism. No, no, the they're in They're in the life that that thing will live. 
they're not in the thing. They're in. No. They're in the universe. I also that believe that a lot thing of that is, shit is that thing unlocked is, by that, the way that, that you're thing raised has as well. That thing. Well, say it again. I think that shit is unlocked by the way that you're raised as well. Yeah. That. So that's more along the lines of what I agree with. I think that that thing is a pure thing from a place of, of, of creation of, of, of paradise. Yeah, we're not born to hate each other. And we're thrust into this physical realm where we are welcome to Earth. We are all of a sudden on this speck of dust hurtling through the infinite cosmos, which I can't comprehend even as I say it. And so here we are. Sidebar to this real quick. Did you hear that we're going to collide with the Andromeda galaxy? Um. Our galaxies are going to collide. I mean, you're talking about billions of years. Yeah, that's, that's it's crazy shit. But I, they're going to yeah. fucking start colliding. I heard. So. Did you? Anyway, that's just the, a side the most fascinating astro- astronomical thing that I'm aware of, and I haven't followed up on it. I read this a year or two ago, and I talked about it a lot then. Is that they now have the ability to predict when two they can see when two black holes are colliding, mm-hmm. and so now with that technology, they've extrapolated that they're watching two black holes collide and they're going to collide in either 2021 or 2022. Of course. And the event when it occurs, they're referring to as a quote unquote, and I can't help but say that there's a measure to legalize psychedelic mushrooms as therapy in Oregon this year to become the first state in the nation. They're going to call the event of two colliding predicted colliding black holes as a boom star as a boom star boom star because it will shine brighter in the sky than anything besides the moon at night how do you know how do they know what's gonna happen because they're watching them collide but how do you know that it's gonna fucking do that if it's if it's because it make sense because they've studied what happens energy be released when a black hole is the most fucking you know blackest thing ever it sucks what happens so when, how is it how is the energy released when it's always just drawing energy in that's what well look at two positives on a um two two positive sides of two different magnets well, two negatives though they push each no, other it, away. but if you stick the two positives near each other they push away yeah. well well what if those two end up smacking each other i don't know we're i'm not fi- a fucking we're gonna find I'm out the point being i don't know about point being think of all the christians that know the story of the three wise men who followed the North Star. When they saw it in the sky, they knew that a child was born. This is a 2,020-year-old story, right? It's going to happen again in the next year or two. That's what I'm saying. They already predicted there's going to be a new Messiah? I'm saying they already predicted that it's going to happen. We got Billy Graham's fucking 80-year-old kid on television telling everybody to call his 1-800 number to have fucking pray to him. You know what I mean? Did you hear what happened with Falwell? That he his pool boy was fucking his wife, and <laughs> and he said I, I, they were having an affair, but I wasn't there. I didn't I didn't know anything about it. Joe Rogan made well, a joke was about that. Off in the corner, yeah, bro. yeah. Joe Rogan made a joke, or no? Ron White was like, I already don't believe you. You're That's so awesome. you're bringing up randomly that you you weren't there. Yeah. I already don't believe you. That's just the hypocrisy <laughs> of fucking religion to its fucking tea. This dude's supposed to be the holy. He's Jerry Falwell's son, you know. He's supposed to be really into it and really i run a university 
for Jesus in Jesus' name. And they're always they're always sucking some dude off in a fucking bathroom somewhere. The motherfuckers that preach the fiery brimstone bullshit when it comes to all that adultery, gay, whatever. They're always the one that get popped sucking some dude's dick or their wife getting railed by the pool boy where they fucking cuck in the corner, dude. Why is that? I mean, is it just that you're so repressed? You know, I think I think it's just as simple as the fact that everybody's fucking. So it's the people who stand up as a moral authority that get called out on the carpet for the yeah. way that for the way that they fuck. Yeah, because they are calling out everyone else on how they should oh, yeah. fuck. You know, it's a, let's just all like fucking yeah. uh, agree to you know agree on the fact that humans sexually are really fucking fucked up. Like, they're not even fucked up. It's natural to be, well, as you're saying, fucked up. Well, people weird shit, though, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, they, you know? there's, weird is the fucking, versus the norm. The norm is the caste system. Missionary. No, the norm is the caste system. If you, if you believe in an aristocracy, if you believe that there are kings and queens that should rule over the common folk, then what you believe is that you can dictate their sexuality, that there's nothing more disgusting in your fucking planet Earth, then people just fucking when they want to fuck. Poor the, people the, the, the whole thrust of society is to regulate the fucks. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. But back in the day, you could, you know, like in the Bible, you could rape your wife and shit. Like, she has to give it up when you want it. She has to give it up. So. You know, according to the propaganda <laughs> here in the USA, that's Muslim culture in general. You know, oh, that's... I, dude... I don't know. We, we'll go down a whole fucking road if you start talking about religion. Well, I mean, apparently with the Orthodox Jews, I haven't seen that uh, unorthodox Netflix documentary, which is supposed to be good or whatever it's called, but apparently, like, they get into this whole thing where they're having sex like clothed. They don't even take off their clothes. Like, I thought it was weird that the Mormons have magic underwear. I think it's even weirder if you're going to cut a hole in your blanket. Dude, why? God can't see me naked. If he's all powerful and shit, like, how does he not see you bro like what are you who are you hiding from you know it's so weird these here's the other weird thing about the religion fucking thing like if you want to talk about the tenets of religion like the basis of it like it's all just morals right be good to people don't fucking murder people don't but when humans get it and twist it then it becomes all these weird customs and and which which really if you boil them down to the root often just basically involve dictating who you're fucking because they want to control who yeah who the lineage of the teaching and the culture is passed down to they want to breathe they want to breathe judaism really train you to be afraid of god like constantly in the the name of breeding i'm not fucking good enough i'm sorry jesus i'll do better in the name of breeding yeah I mean, look at what we did. Not we did, but look what uh, Europe and, you know, fucking all brought their religion out to the huddled masses of the world. And look at all these goddamn fucking people running around, pagan son of bitches. Let's give them Jesus. And then they fucking go out and fuck like rabbits. And we've got a ton more people that they can't take care of either. And think about the Catholic Church. Do you think about the money they have and the power and the influence they have? And you're telling me they can't have more people than they do? It's ridiculous. It's like Bezos. (laughs) Well, again, with regards to the Catholic Church and how many people they're helping, it's like they're helping in the way that they see fit to help. Yeah. And ultimately, with priests being involved in baptisms 
and circumcisions and marriages. It ultimately involves the church being involved in breeding. Yeah. Well, it it, it really goes back to, you know, now that we've broken away and we have more freedom of religion, but back in the day, everything revolved around the church, dude. Everything. Everything you did when you were a peasant in 1340 England, everything you did revolved around the lords and the religion, dude, you know? And the Lord was supposed to be higher than you because he was a Lord, you know? So he was closer to God and the king was the closest to God or a God king. If you're like Henry VIII, you know, he thought he was a fucking God. Um, so it, it's just crazy how much it's interwoven. And in general, I mean, we're not just talking about Catholicism or Judaism or whatever. Religions in, to the from the beginning of time was all to control people, right? I mean, basically, it's just a way to control the, ma- the masses. I don't... You give them this fucking thing they need to believe in that's going to, you know, fire and brimstone or whatever. I don't, I think that's a, 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 a good try to oversimplification, but it's, it's trickier than that because in the context of how these religions became religions, there was not a greater technology than those religions. Yeah. It's so, a way to explain what is going on. More than that. It's deeper than that. It's... Well, my whole thing is I think religion is for weak-minded people. I mean, I know a lot of people wouldn't like to hear me fucking say that, but if you can't look around, if you need to believe in a fucking man in the sky to live your life a good or or give you some kind of justification for the way that you live your life or the way that you treat other people, then, like, you need to fucking get real with yourself. Like, Can I check you? You can check me all you want, but... All right, hold on. I would agree with you except for the fact that we live on planet Earth, the planet of paradox. And if you're not obscured by city lights and you actually look up at the night sky on planet Earth, there actually is the shape of a man in the stars. And that so, isn't anything I'm fucking talking about. No, well, hold on, though. I at really, this point, uh, we know uh, what's up there, bro. Uh, we know there, there is a star man. Stars and there all that shit. There is a star it's man. Not, we don't in look up sky. in the sky and see lights in the sky I and do. wonder where's that coming from. I do. You I think do. there's fucking something up there. You think there's I'm a I'm telling guy. you that European culture calls it the constellation Orion. But when I look up into the night sky, I see a man with a dangling dick or a sword, something dangling. So that's what you're worshiping, the dangling dick man? I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying that the fact that that is true, that there are humans on earth and that there's a, a very clear constellation. But isn't that just the human mind trying to fucking figure out a way to to make things work for itself? When you look Maybe up in the sky and you see stop, Scorpio stop, and Cancer stop, stop, and everything else, it's stop. just a way for us to stop, justify shit. Stop. Dude. When you say it's just, to me... That's, it is just. To me, if that's true, it's nothing more than a negation of the mystical divine that I cannot comprehend. There are big dipper. Does little, there need to be a divine fucking being, dude? I I don't know anything about the need. I, I'm not capable of comprehension of it. I stand, That's not what we do, dude. We try to comprehend. We're fucking human beings. That's I, what, that's I what am trying fucking to comprehend. separates us from the animal kingdom I, is that I we am, have consciousness. Dude. I am trying to comprehend. So far, the way I comprehend it is, is that if you have a European mega wealthy uh, autistic genius like Elon Musk blanketing our sky with satellites south african for more 
for more internet to more of planet Earth. While he's claiming he's scared of artificial intelligence, he's actually a cyborg that's enveloping the Earth in it instead of letting us look at the fact that there is actual from the universe messages in the sky like the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, the North Star, that that Orion is... But they're not put there because they look like things, bro. That's us grafting our shit onto the sky. It's an eerie coincidence. It's a fucking star that's in a galaxy that's the same as ours, fucking 200 fucking million miles with planets going around that. It's, the only reason we see the shapes is because we're so far away. That's how we fucking, you know, attribute the shit. If you were up close, you'd be in that galaxy. Let's say you're in the fucking belt of Orion and you look up. You ain't going to see Orion, bro. It is. You ain't going to see nothing. You'll you'll see something that you want to graft some more of your bullshit onto, I'm sure. Everything about the natural order of planet Earth mystifies me to a level. Okay, so you don't think things just fucking happen. You don't think this I think is that is true too. A big experiment. I think I think that is true too. We could be in a petri dish somewhere, bro. Could be true. And if you call it the scientist divine that's fucking doing the experiment, then well, okay, I get it. Relative to me, if that's Relative. true. They are. Yeah. I mean, I think there's got to be other dimensions. Obviously, there's got to be fucking aliens, you know? You'd be a, a fucking silly son of a bitch to not look up at the sky, and that's all we can see. That doesn't give us the whole view of everything else in the universe. That's just the shit that's in our galaxy, dude, you know? And the Milky Way is huge, and there's all kinds of stars and planets and shit in the Milky Way. So you're telling me in this infinite number of galaxies, in the infinite universe, that there's not something else out there? I just don't... I. I, I could never get with that. Even since I was a little kid, dude, I was like, of course they're fucking real, dude. Yeah. You know, of course. Yeah. I, I think it's our hubris that fucking makes us think w that we're special. And I think religion has something to do with that because we're supposed to be in God's image. So there can't be anything else. It has to only be us. And if that isn't the most hubris shit of anything. Well, that's also the heart of the genocide in the Americas when I ran about it, because yes, you hit the nail on the head, I believe, because when I ran about Europe and, and, and Christianity and I think you're divine so you can kill the Indians and take their land. It is, it is, it is a, it is a placing of the human on a pedestal above everything else on earth. And the indigenous cultures mm. have all always acknowledged that we're a part of the whole, yeah, the ecosystem. And that's the balance when I'm, when I'm like, you know, the federal government needs to be turned over to the indigenous and, you know, women, uh, white people, everybody should have a seat at the table, but the table needs to be an indigenous table. That's what I mean is that the indigenous, you know, I, I've learned things like, you know, the, uh, to pray to all my relations. And, you know, th that's from a people that refer to stones as grandfathers. And, you know, the, I've heard from indigenous cultures, the, 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 the prayer of the beauty way to walk in beauty. Um, and, and it's like, these things are so base beyond any argument of spirituality or religion beyond humanity they're literally capable of speaking about things that are beyond greater than the scope of humanity well obviously there's a, a connection that native people have to the land that maybe we lost somewhere along the way but i still don't think uh, i think there's a reverence for ancestry and and things like that you know but it's it's really it's it's just another way to have a religion dude you know we as human beings we need to cling on to that something bigger now maybe gaia for the natives and it's the the mother earth and and the ancestors and it's, it's a different way of looking at it but it's still religion 
I don't know. I think that's putting a, a, a foreign concept on top of a, 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 it's a collision of two different worlds to say it that way. I think it's more like, but if re- you look back in history, I, I think it's more like a religion can be created from any reality and the indigenous people have their own reality. So, so has maybe, there ever been a culture in this fucking on this planet that didn't fucking think that there were something bigger or that they had to pray to this God and how come it's been around for so long, dude? Why, why did that start? Because you know? Because, I mean, I know it's to because, explain the shit you can't explain. A because lot of the, time. the beings that don't ascribe to those things aren't remembered. They don't build empires. But I mean, you look at all through, down through all kinds of cultures, dude. All kinds of you know, fucking Roman and the fucking Thracians and whatever. They all have some god or set of gods that they pray to, and it doesn't matter if it's a if it's an empire like Rome or if it's a you know the Germanic tribes or whatever. They all. There always is something that we glom onto. We we like to think of ourselves as uh, special, and whatever is above us that controls us, whatever that that's special as well. And I don't that thing kind of that confounds me. Like I I get that we uh, back in ancient times to explain a lot of things. You couldn't explain it because you don't know it's science. You don't. We didn't have the you know wherewithal to explain these type of things. So you make up stories about it to kind of explain it and explain it to everybody, and then it's orally down through the you know the ages and shit. But I still don't completely. I still can't completely get over the hump of why. Why is that so important to have this higher thing than you? You know, is for, it for me? it's always been a direct experience for, you know, when I was a little baby growing up and I was taught to pray, it was, um, to give thanks to the things that I loved and to ask forgiveness for the things that I fucked up. Mm -hmm. That was my Irish Catholic American roots. And then as I questioned the religion part of it that you're talking about in high school, um, and ultimately abandoned Catholicism, and um, arguably Christianity, it was like I started saying I was agnostic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I express myself, too. I'm, a, I'm not atheist. I'm agnostic. I said I don't know. Because I don't know. Exactly. And then in my, because I kept trying to figure it out. I didn't like say, I don't know, and I'm okay with it. I said, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm looking. And I want to learn. And so I fucking looked. And um, sometimes school of hard knocks, sometimes through you know what poetically I would call divine blessings. My life showed me that um, that expression there, but for the grace of God go I is true that like there are things that wanted to destroy me and I'm still here and there, but for the grace of God. Okay. Here's a problem that I have with religion, right? I think you need to be, um, you have to take responsibility for your own actions, right? So when people say like, oh, fuck, you know, I was in a bad place, but Jesus, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus or whatever, like that's bullshit, dude. You pulled yourself out of a, of a bad spot. Jesus had nothing to do with it. Why don't you give yourself credit for that? I hate the fact, you know, like a lot of addicts, you know, a lot of my friends that got sober. Oh, if, you know, if not for the grace of God, I wouldn't have got sober. No, motherfucker. You decided to get sober, and then you got sober. That's you. Why can't we fucking take responsibility and take... I think it's also a way of pawning responsibility off, you know? I didn't do that. De- the devil made me do that. 
Come on, man. You did that shit. Take responsibility for it. If you got sober, if you did something good, if you took care of somebody, that's because you did it. I hear you trying to make points. The only places you lose me are where I'm saying, like, that there are things that we cannot control and we don't comprehend and we know that. You know how like Rumsfeld was like, there are things that are known and there are things that are unknown and there are known unknowns, all that fucking crazy shit. Well, <laughs> it's like, shit. well, it's like you're saying like, get a fucking grip on your fucking steering your own ship. And like, yeah. and that's true. Jesus and, take the wheel. And there's another good old Oregon boy that's going to come in here and he's going to dead on agree with you. And you know him. <laughs> and, uh, and that's true in the sense of like, you're a fucking man. And not only that, but you're a white man and you got to carry your own fucking weight in this yeah. crazy world. Like your, your perspective is correct in, in the world that we have to deal with. But in another world, it's like, uh, that is also equally valid to me. It's like, um, the things that, that are over our heads in the moment to moment world can be handled by something that we can't comprehend that presents itself to us with love and grace and it's has we know in our hearts in the realities of the lives that we live that we had nothing that we can comprehend to do with what occurred that it was like something came in okay there's, there's beyond comprehension there's beyond. always stuff that you can't you can't control everything in life obviously there's going to be some things that happen that you can't can i tell control. you about like a direct god experience and you can tell me i'm full of shit okay yeah i'm sure i probably will <laughs> Okay. So the reason we're sitting in this room right now talking is because I was living in South Philadelphia with a girl that I loved for two and a half years. And I met her at a drum circle in Philadelphia, a hippie drum circle that I'd heard about in the 90s when I was in the process of, you know, being a part of ROTC and dropping out of ROTC and finding I, I, yourself. I could I could never find this drum circle back then when I first heard about it. I could never find it. I went down like probably eight, nine times drunk at night with my friends and, and would try to find this. I could never find it. Mm -hmm. So then my, my fucking father attacks my life in 2011, December of 2011. And I'm homeless, um, in December, um, like cold December. Yeah. Not and, a good time to be homeless. In and, and, and I go to this drum circle cause I found it. And I'm like looking at the fire at the drum circle and I'm like crying, looking at the fire and this girl tussles my hair. And, um, it was the girl that I ended up living with for two and a half years. So at that drum circle that we would frequent, like we would go back to it because that's where we met. Yeah. There was this dude that looked like Gandalf and, uh, I was like, Hey, do you know that dude? And she's like, uh, yeah, he's cool as shit. He always tries to get me to go to a sweat lodge and I'm scared of it. And I'm like, you know, you got addiction issues and you're, you're, you're risking death with your addictions, but you're scared of a sweat lodge. Like, I don't get it. And I like shook his hand through an introduction with her there. So then when I got my $10,000 settlement for the, uh, protest in the Republican national convention, it, it took like till then till like, uh, 2014. Mm -hmm. So it was like 10 years. So I got, a thousand dollars a year for all the years I never got a court case. So I looked at this girl that I loved and I was like, listen, I'm out. Like I can't live like this. And they just legalized weed in Colorado. And I'm going to go to a store for the first time in my life and buy legal reefer. And then I'm going to a hippie rainbow gathering in uh, Utah and I'm not coming back. 
And she's like, I haven't seen the Pacific Ocean since I was five years old. Can I come with you for the ride? I've never been to a rainbow gathering. You know, I know, understand we're breaking up, but can I come with you? I'm like, sure. So you just were like, I'm leaving you? Yeah. You love this girl? Well, I, I said to her point blank, I was like, uh, I can't give my life to a woman and my reality to a woman who has a separate relationship that she hides from me with a bag of dope. Like if there's a physical substance, well, that's way deeper than we fucking can yeah. go on this one. Well, yeah, that's what <laughs> you brought it there. I was trying to dance around it, but that, you know, that was the, that was the deal. Breaker. So she had an issue the whole time I knew her. Yeah. Like okay. from the night I met her, she was very upfront about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can help. And then two and a half years later, I was yeah. like, I well, give up trying goes. to help. Yeah, I yeah, can't help. So, um, so I drove with her, hit a weed store in Fort Collins Got a room for the night. I, I bought everything that I could legally buy that day, which was like a half ounce, I think. And and I made her buy me a half ounce too. Got a room for the night. Walked back into the same store the next morning. Bought another yeah. ha- half ounce, half ounce for her. And that 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 was like two ounces. It was like four hundred bucks probably. Yeah. But you know, I still have the stickers from the fucking weed containers on my laptop. That it, it was so long ago that the laptop's now dead, but, <laughs> but I still have it because it has all the weed stickers on it from Colorado. And and then I went to the Rainbow Gathering in Utah. So at that gathering, I um, befriended uh, the guy who looked like Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Glenn Batten is his name. He's been on podcasts. You've met him. Yeah. Uh, Marielle's dad. Mm-hmm. So. I befriended him there, like in the sense that more than just shaking his hand and saying, hello, nice to meet you. I, he was at that gathering as well. And when, um, was freaking out cause she was a city girl in a forest. She would say, I'm going to go look for Glenn. You know, he makes me happy. I'm going to go say hi to him. Yeah. So I, I, I barely got to know him, but like by the end of the gathering, you know, he's like, uh, Hey, listen, after this gathering, you should come to South Dakota, to Rosebud, to the, uh, reservation down there uh chief leonard crow dog on his family land crow dog's paradise is having a sundance ceremony and i'm into trying to spread like the the rainbow uh hygiene systems and you should come down and help and i was like i'm so honored that you asked thank you but i'm headed west and and from philly right now with everything i own in my car and i'm not headed back east Mm -hmm. like I, i i gotta plant west coast roots before i can even entertain something like that like this rainbow gathering that we're at is the closest is is my last hurrah before now i have to find a new life yeah didn't see him again for 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 a while that is part of the story but then also at that same rainbow gathering in utah in the uinta national forest one day and i were at the main meal circle there's a main meal circle in a meadow every day around sunset and this tall muscular native american brother sat down next to me one day and we struck up a conversation and we puffed some herb together and we had a meal together at the main meal circle. And then when I saw him at future meal circles, every time I saw him, I would eat with him and puff with him and we got to know each other. We became friends and that's native. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, so when I left that gathering, I said to native, I don't, I have a Pennsylvania cell phone number. I, I, I don't know where I'm going to land on the West coast. I don't know what's happening. Here's my email. If you ever want to keep in touch, I leave that gathering uh, thinking I'll never see either one of them again, you know. Did you know that no, no, Native and Glenn no, knew each other? No coincidence. No, at no point did I know that they they didn't know each other, first of all. Oh, okay. And I didn't ever hang out with both of them at the same this time. At that, previously. At no point 
were the three of us together mm-hmm. ever. It was separate instances of reality yeah. that I became friends with Native and that I became better friends with Glenn, who I had known very slightly at drum circles in Philly. About uh, eight, nine months later, I'm in the union. I'm living in Salem. I'm commuting up to the Pearl District working on a block fucking 22 or whatever. Let me see if that's someone knocking on the door. Maybe the door's locked. somebody coming up the stairs. Good. Who is it? Oh shit! Oh, yeah. You want a coke or something? You're the only motherfucker to stir up. I want some coke and some blow. Fuck yeah! Some Bring orders. some. <laughs> <laughs> the world's gonna end anyway. Oh my god, bro! It's over. Shit is so crazy. So we're gonna hunker down here with some coke right. and blow. That's right. Fuck, bring enough for everybody. Shit. Couple <laughs> ounces. Yeah, goddamn, it's crazy out there, bro. This fucking shit, apocalypse. How's it going, dude? Good. Yeah. We got a lot of wallpaper. He's been trying to call you. No, he hasn't. Dude, you should have just not fucked up everything, dude. He's such a fucking asshole. I, I couldn't fucking work with him, dude. He's still fucking up. He can't do the wallpaper. He has to do it with him now. Everything he's touched has to go redo it. Is that um, kid still work with no, the... No, he fucking left right after you. He <laughs> off to New Mexico. Thanks both y'all are there. Marty's <laughs> in New Mexico. Me. Me and me and moved to New Mexico and started yeah. our own shop. <laughs> no, I didn't say he. Yeah, he said he was. I'm moving to New Mexico. Wow, that's, I told him, that's know, weird, dude. I was dude. like, Hardy's in New Mexico. That's weird. <laughs> no, I ain't heard shit from you, dude. Paint store. I thought you were in New Mexico. <laughs> I'm call me up, shit. Well, see how much he wants. To, see how much money he wants me to offer me. <laughs> it'd have to be. It'd have to be a pretty good chunk. Thank you for coming. Dollar. Oh, I know. I'm. Contract. Yeah, dude, what a That's fucking. A what a joke, bro. I saw my check, dude. Me and him got into it. I'm like, dude, what happened? What was it? A like a fucking two dollars more, or fucking something? Well, no. The way the contract read. Yeah. So I'm a general foreman. So it went mm-hmm. two dollars for journeyman. It was supposed to be then like three ten for Jared for foreman. Yeah. And three fifty for fucking um, general foreman. Yeah. So I get my check because I told my wife, oh, man. And she's like, she's already, what are you going to do with the extra money? I'm like, just chill. So I wake up, and I'm like, look at my bank account. I'm like, there's like 10 extra dollars. And I was like. Are they stretching it out over the oh, next no. three years? Or are they supposed to give it to you no. all at once? No. And then I went in, and I was like, so what's up? And uh, I was just like, oh, oh. I was like, did we not all get the raise? What happened? <laughs> and she was like, oh, no, no, no. Y'all get above scale. So you, he gave you a dollar anyways. And I'm like, and then fucked us. Yeah, of they course. They fucking did all of that course. Zoom meeting and were like, you're going to get this. So that's what I mean. He just went with what they fucking. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So we signed. We I I said yes to the vote. And then when I looked at what we got, I was like, this isn't what y'all told us. And you got fucked what? because you make above scale already. That's fucking bullshit. So I got a dollar. That's lame, <laughs> dog. So the only ones who really got money was the journeyman got $2. You know, shit, it got fucked up, too, because, you know, all the shit was supposed to be the contract negotiation, then COVID hit, and it fucked everything, dude. Well, I say next year we fucking strike. That's the only way we're going to... Gotta strike, man. Got him. I mean, there's there's no fucking reason. Or whatever. You why just a keep... guy like you shouldn't be making $35 an hour. Fuck, fuck dude. It, you know? You know what? He has it on um, Facebook. Looked it up, and he found something. It's like, what up? My position's 85 to 100. That's what he's looking for, somebody. And I'm like, he's like, what are you making? I'm like, 55? Right? 
85 to 100, like, motherfucker. If I was making 85 or 100, <laughs> I would probably be out there. I would have good painters. It'd be odd because I wouldn't have to do side jobs or anything. Right. Uh, 85, 100, I'm set, dude. Yeah. Well, that's that's my whole... I Thank you both so much for being here at the same time. This is the actual, in my opinion, first actual what I, someday will be whatever we figure out Portland painters podcast project, whatever, whatever the podcast. But, and, and thank you so much for the seed of it. Cause you guys came on your own and now it's the three of us, but we need more before we really get rolling. But like we could fucking do it just the three of us. Cause we know what the fuck we're talking about. But, but like the heart of <coughs> all the headaches that we're dealing with for me to put a real point on it is that you're right, John, the base journeyman's got a $2 raise and that's the only point of the shit show deal of the horrible situation that we've been in for decades. But the heart of the matter in my experience, since I joined the union in 2015 is that there are real painters that have real skill and real experience and they are kept at the base journeyman level and anything the base journeyman level is so low. There's a couple of them, dude. There's not a lot of them that are really at, base level that are good john john (laughs) anything within five dollars of base level still doesn't count in my book Uh, because it's fucking joke if you want to give someone an extra forty dollars a week and they're fucking they have 20 years of fucking skill and they're teaching fucking apprentices how to be journeymen and you're giving them an extra forty dollars a week you can fuck yourself you can fuck yourself you can fuck yourself I'm making almost four grand a month, and I'm still fucking doing side work, fucking to put money in my car. I don't think I'll ever stop doing side work, dude. You know, I mean, it sucks that we have to do it to fucking survive. But what's your point? Well, my point is, even if you do fucking make, you know, let's say whatever thirty, thirty-five bucks an hour or something like that, you're still gonna be out doing side because we all like money, John. John, <laughs> really, if we John, were making thirty-five or forty, you wouldn't do as much. You are fucking. No, talking, I know I wouldn't do as much. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're talking like a defeatist. I'm saying fuck the whole system. It's all fucked. If but we all know if that, we bro. were making thirty-five an hour, we would still be having this exact same conversation in our hearts at work every day. We just wouldn't oh, be yeah, bitching. I don't to, think we, we wouldn't. Would, we wouldn't be bitching to the world about it with a righteous fucking attitude because we're the bottom <laughs> of the fucking shit. I think if journeymen were making thirty-two or thirty-three, and if you're a foreman, you're making like thirty. What I'm doing is making forty. I yeah. think a lot poor. We're a lot more happier, dude. So John's probably because we so, wouldn't be fucking so, struggling as much. So Harding, Harding, but John, John think... J- Daniel's version of the union is he makes four dollars an hour than more than everybody else. <laughs> What's that? Well, you I mean, just, well, if you I gotta said, run as, as a general all the foreman, guys, yeah, you should. Yeah, as, as what do you do? I gotta babysit the whole make, fucking twenty-five guys. No, no. What I think, what I think, John, is that if a base journeyman was making 35 take home an hour and the foreman was making 40 then we wouldn't be bitching i don't think you'll get it to 35 no i think time. you're always gonna bitch we'll see now here you are <laughs> but even if good it job, was at good job two for fucking journeyman good that jo- dude that's is that, is eight that, more dollars an hour yeah is that is that an sbco shirt you're wearing there you fucking <laughs> you know he's a company man you. yeah fuck <laughs> you clipboard johnny <laughs> fuck you you just can't stand it <laughs> no i can't i can't stand it no, it's just the way. I mean, I've fucking been used. My uncle's a millionaire. I've, I mean, you think bad, you haven't seen nothing. My uncle's like ten times. I mean, he's worth ten times more money. Than- hey, John, you're trying to lecture me, and I tried to bring you onto a job that was too tough for you. So fuck yourself. Which one? 
the one you fucking showed up one day at, and then the next time you showed up, you were like, hey, man, I'm just going to fucking <laughs> pass gonna, out in my I'm car. I'm just going to sleep in the I'm truck. I'm going to sleep in my truck until you get me my check, bro. <laughs> Oh, for um, that one? I was just tired, dude. Uh, I, was just I helped you a lot of days. That was a fucking... That, that, that day... Uh, that was at the end when I did that. Yeah, I was done. I was John, like, I love no you. Shit. I love you, dude. I'm just teasing you. Dude, me and Rigo were like some of the first ones. Before you had hit it, we went in there with Joel. Yeah. And Rigo never came back. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> Hernando fucked that. Native. Hernando did a lot. Hernando was there for a while. Oh, he did he fuck did a, a lot bunch more. Of shit Native said fuck that. Everybody said fuck. Yeah. You know, Rigo was the first. Rigo was there one day. <laughs> It's like fuck you. You know who's the only person who didn't say fuck that? It's right Hardy, yeah, yeah. He stayed the longest. Right there, yeah. Jesus, Sean, Sean Dugan pretended he wasn't saying fuck that, but he was like, well, fuck that except for when I got nothing better to do. Like, I hate Sandy. Though. I was fucking. I hate Sandy. I was like, well, I could be sitting at home, fucking, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was laid off from that time. Yeah, but that's that tedious. I mean, God, oh yeah, that sucks, did dude. It, the fact, the fact that I, and then I half I, of it burnt through. <laughs> I got lucky. Most of the sanding was done by the time I got there, dude. Well, that was yeah. You had yeah. to go do the hard sanding shit, though, the yeah. intricate, where you sit yeah. there for like an hour. I lived, that's when I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I lived for work from 2015 when I joined the union and I started getting steady work. That was the first time in my life that I ever kept busy through the winter. I never, as a residential painter, 17 years in Pennsylvania, I never stayed busy in the winter. And all of a sudden I'm in the union and I got a health plan and I'm getting uh, uh, winter work nonstop for years. You stay busy. It's a good thing about commercial. I, when did you start working with me when you came in? Um, Probably, like probably... Um, February. 2016. But what was it like? February. It was the winter. I mean, the first the first job that I ever did was um, Continental or whatever it was called, the Cosmopolitan down in the Pearl District. <laughs> oh, you were Block 15. I never remember. Block 15. And then you were. And then away. and then I met you because you helped out job that I was helping him out with. And then I was still living in Salem when you got your DUI, and I was helping you out at um at Fucking Grand Ron. Grand Lodge. At the, at the at the Masonic Lodge McMinimins. <laughs> this dude fucking one night. It's like two in the morning. I'm like, Joel, don't put your paint here on the ladder. No, you didn't say shit. Foot. Fuck you. I, I think I did. I was just like, watch the paint. You didn't dude, say Joel shit. Comes, he's like, dude, it's like a 100-year-old rug. Or 200. <laughs> this is like antique. In a Masonic, like in a Masonic Lodge that is now a, 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 a theater, a, a restaurant, and a, and a hotel. To make money. Yeah. John, I dropped fucking paint all over the rug. I'm like, dude. get some water. Yeah, and when you drop it, it don't just fucking land in one spot. We cleaned it. Nobody even did. Dude, I wasn't used to working nights, and so I was a little delirious because yeah. it was nighttime. And like he said, like the yes. lights, like it's like it's a closed restaurant. Like it's dark. Like like the lights aren't on except for where we turn yeah. them on where we're working. Yeah. And uh, I, because I'm cocky, I had to touch up like because we had like probably six seven different colors to touch oh, shit up at, in a restaurant at night you know oh. like like when the public walks into this fucking former masonic lodge there's like the first thing is the reception desk for the hotel and then past that is the dark restaurant that we're painting mm -hmm. in so i have to touch up this one wall cut it and roll it and so i pop open the five there's like a gallon in the five gallon bucket and i'm like i'm just going to cut out of this bucket and then roll out of this bucket and so i hang on a ladder <laughs> hook i hang <laughs> 
I cut the ceiling and I hang the five gallon bucket with, oh, one, with one gallon oh of paint in it. I hang the five on the top of a four footer because I love four footers. And I get down off the ladder and it's like, you know, 3.30 in the morning at this point. And I um, get off the ladder and I turn to like grab something. And the, the dangling bucket with one gallon on, hanging off the side of the f- four footer pulls the, the four footer sideways dumps the gallon on the on the carpet i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> it was like a rug like this but an antique fucking... <laughs> it was unbelievable man it was dude that unbelievable. was an unbelievable job they put all this artwork and we came in there and let me interrupt dude. you mcminiman has like eight faux painters on salary that travel to his properties right. and they just literally walk into a property one of the mcminimans and if they see a blank wall they just start doing custom faux on it so go ahead john so they put all this finished fucking artwork and then they're like, we don't like the color. So we had to go in there in the middle of the night and cut up against all this. Imagine little lines like hand painted painted faux. And you know, by like midway, cause I thought we were going to get out of there. I start going fast, dude. And I was hitting it. (laughs) We fucked up all our artwork. We had to redo a bunch. Cause dude, I was like, we're out of here. And then the next day they'd be like, Mike added some more shit. Mike McMenamin. And I'm like, fuck. All right, Joel. Uh, was that the one in Bend you guys were doing? No, this is Grand Lodge in, uh, what's that town called? Forest Grove. Oh, okay. I Almost wrecked uh, yeah, so, a couple times. So just Way the you, fuck out there on... Uh... So, so fucking, just to give you a context of, of Texas John Daniels, he's my boss, he's the foreman of the job, and I'm his only helper, and I'm living in Salem, and I'm taking a shit at like 9 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night, because we have to... What time do we start work? 9, 10? Oh yeah, eleven. They don't close we st- we, until yeah, we fucking ten Yeah, we could. We couldn't start till we couldn't start till eleven because that's when the restaurant finally yeah. shut down. So it's like nine o'clock, nine thirty at night, and I'm taking a shit before I'm getting ready to go to work, and I have to answer the phone on the crapper because it's John Daniels, and I go, what's, <laughs> yeah, boss. I go, what's up? And he goes, uh, hey, listen, man, I'm not gonna make it into work tonight. <laughs> and I go, that's all right, bro. I got your back. You know, whatever happens, I'll cover you. Like, you know, I'll make them happy, whatever they need. What's up? And he's like, well, I just got out of jail. <laughs> I'm all right. But uh, the cops found me passed out in my pickup truck on Burnside. It was in it wasn't pa- Burnside. It was on Fremont. On Fremont. <laughs> it was in park. It was running. And I was passed out. And uh, there was a fifth lane next to me. In, in no, a, it was just an empty pint bottle. An empty pint bottle <laughs> laying next to me in the truck. So I ended up, like, you know, being his taxi for, like, eight months yeah. because he was dealing with, like, you know. And you know what that was caused Dude. from? From doing graveyard. I had already done it for, like, a month. Yeah. And it pushed me over the edge. That's After that, I was like, I'm not doing nights. Dude, that shit I'll kicks your ass, quit. bro, after a while, for sure. I, and I ended up doing a little more, but I think I had to do, like, one set of nights last week. Because I went crazy. I couldn't sleep, dude. Yeah. John, when... It gets you all out of we whack, did, man. When we did that Grand Lodge McMinimans, did you... Uh, did we already do the um, bar tops before that? No. Yeah. I had done some with... And me, asshole. Was that you in that shit? Yeah. Yeah, we started with bar tops. So remember, it just kept going. Yeah. The graveyard. It was like fucking three months. I don't know how you did. You're just different. <laughs> you didn't go crazy off that, dude. Because that's when the second month is like right when a second or third. But before that, you don't know. I was in Seattle. We were working days, nights, and then I'd come home, work weekends in the days, and then I was doing days, nights, fucking weekends. Dude, I, I, I burnt myself out. I went crazy. And that day, I went out trying to drink, and I went to some strip clubs, 
and uh blacked out yeah i mean i just went john you're saying i don't know how you didn't go crazy but may i point out to you that I ended up fucking quitting the company. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like. Well, but you made it through all those nights without losing it. You were sleeping when you went back home. In my apartment, though, they were doing construction, and it was remember it was springtime. It was bright outside. I mean, I was new to the union. Uh, I was willing to eat shit, and I've um, ate so much shit. I've eaten shit for every single union company that I've worked for. I've ate shit for every paint company. <laughs> my uncle. It's the same shit, Joel. It's just ridiculous. I didn't eat shit when I was working for uh, house painters back in Pennsylvania all the time. Sometimes I definitely did, but I definitely worked for some good men that, um, you know, just what it boils down to is uh, profit sharing. You know, that's what it boils down to with the union shops. That's what it boils down to any time that someone's handing you money for what you do. You know, it's with a skilled trade like us, because what it boils down to in my heart about painting that really bothers me is that there's craftsmanship involved. Anybody can fucking spray something that'll look good for a month. But if you have a craftsman who's delivering you quality paint job, then you're improving, you're improving the property. So it's like, are you going to pay someone as though they're just maintaining it when in reality they're improving it? And are you even going to know the difference? That's true, Joel. Um, and and good, we're good fucked. Point, good point. And we're fucked because the SPCO. I'm here to tell you, you know, five different companies. The owners are not capable of recognizing who has the quality, who has the production, who has the quality. They don't know. They don't even go to their job sites. You need a truck, Joe? <coughs> huh? You need a truck? No, I wrecked it. <laughs> you tell the shit out of it. it looks brand new now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. you, you wrecked this truck. How long ago? A couple months ago. <sighs> Fucking hit this dude. It wasn't too bad, just a little on the side. Oh, I just and it was your fault. Fell asleep at the fucking wheel. Fell asleep, hit a car too. That's what I did in El Paso, dude. I fell asleep one night, come back from strip clubs, and just fucking took out a. W- <laughs> and it was a rental car. I woke up the next day. Fuck. Cause you're <laughs> cause you're a fucking zanny. Oh, right? check this out. Well, this wasn't the first. So I, I my truck blows up in El Paso. This is right before I came here. So um, what year are we talking? 2013? Yeah, 2012. I'm uh, I'm doing my uncle. I'm doing with my uncle. I'm clearing ten thousand dollars a week. Fuck. Clearing. Well, I'm supposed to be paying taxes. So. Yeah. And how much do you? How much do you still owe on that? Nothing. My uncle paid it all off. Dude. Oh, good for you. Um. So I'm doing that. So I get this truck, dude, because my truck breaks down. So I go to get a rent a car. I'm like, all right, I'll do that till I get a car. So I'm in the rent a truck out one night with some friends chilling. I was drinking a little, not much. <laughs> so there's a cop here and I'm coming to like a four way little intersection. And I don't know why I got real nervous. And I, I was I was paying attention too much to the cop and I went through the stop sign. <laughs> Cars coming, hits me. Um, I, you know, I, I, I messed the, totaled the whole truck out. So I get out, dude. I got zannies on me, fucking beers, dude. I'm so this dude runs. The cops run after him. I'm throwing shit out of the <laughs> truck. <laughs> I sit down, dude, and finally they come back. Sure, you are. Right. Yeah, I'm fine. They're like, "What are you doing? You almost fucking killed that dude." So they go, and my dad taught me this trick to beat the breathalyzers. So I beat their fucking breathalyzer. I should have beat it here. I wonder why I didn't do that. But I don't think I could. But I beat their breathalyzer. So the chief of police comes in. He's like, all right, you motherfucker. You little, you know. I'll let you. He's like, I don't. we don't even want to fuck with the paperwork tonight. So he's like, <laughs> if you can come, if you can have somebody here with the license, come pick you up. 
I'm gonna let you go. So I, you know, my wife, like, we weren't even together, I don't think. I think we were split up. So I'm like, fuck. So I call these guys that used to work for me. Hey, somebody needs to come pick me up with the license. None of them have a license, dude. <laughs> One of the dude had to get his wife to come get me to get out, dude. And she's like, you motherfucker. And I, if it wasn't for my husband working for you, and I was just like, thank was it, you, thank Was you. it because they were illegals or because they were all DUIs too? They all had suspended fucking all kinds fuck, of shit. I've been there. I know how that is. But so I total that truck. So I go back to the rental car place. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting shit out of the truck. And they're like, do you want another car? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take the Dodge Charger right there. So they're like, all right, we'll go get the paperwork. They let me roll out that Dodge Charger. So the Dodge Charger, I'm coming down my street. I fucking just sideswiped like two or three cars. <laughs> Didn't even realize. I woke up the next day. I'm like, fuck, dude. I go back <laughs> through the neighborhood. Cars are all sideswiped. So they call me and they're like, because I keep these rental cars for like six months because I'm rolling money. It's so stupid. Yeah. I blew so much money. I So they call me and they're like, oh, can you come drop off that charger? Um, somebody's going to buy it. I'm like, well, I got an accident. And they're like, it's cool. Well, it's already sold. We don't care. Yep. So I go back with the charger rack too. And I'm like, can I get another car? Yeah. So they give me a Jeep, like a Jeep uh, Larry, not a Larry, one of the nice oh, ones. Fuck. Yeah, like Brad-ass Jeep with sunroofs. I'm popping those out. I'm like, woo! So I don't know, dude. Those rent a car, but really my insurance, that's why it just went down like after 10 years because I had so much shit on it. Insurance. And then the DUI here, my insurance is... How much, how much was your insurance before it went down? Like $300 for that truck and car. A month. A month. Plus, you don't you realize how much shit it. is expensive when you... Because um, you, your credit... When you have a DUI, dude, it just fucks everything up. Not bad. But it was a trip, dude. The, they let those rent-a-car places, dude. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, Jesus. Total two cars almost, and they still gave me a. So, fuck, man. So, when you just fucked up oh, truck, I did, wasn't drunk in here. Did I, did I, that I fuck drink. your insurance up more? No, I wasn't drinking. In here. No, what I'm I saying, I'm saying if you fuck up a company vehicle, does that fuck up your personal insurance? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. And somebody said yes. I don't know. We'll see. My policy comes up in another month, so I'll see. You're a bad man. It wasn't a bad one. It was probably like 3000 of mine and like 3000 of other guys. It was a small accident. It was a, no, nobody got hurt. Like that one dude, I think somebody got hurt when I hit that guy. He was running down, dude. They were freaked out. It was crazy. And then I threw all that out, and that dude's... So his brother's wife came and got me. So he picks me up and takes me back to the site. And, dude, there was green, Zanny still in these people's yards. And when he grabbed it up, dude, that <laughs> was nuts, dude. Like if the cops would have just walked around, they would have found it. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, it was in these people's front yard right there. I just fucking chunked it. Texas? Crazy. Well... Oregon's pretty crazy with the fucking smoke in the air right now. I mean, just crazy as far as partying and shit. They get oh my gosh, it's so fucked up right now. My mom thought that Southeast was gonna evacuate. My wife was calling, oh my god. And then she, they, they knew I was in Clackamas or out that way. You, you were working out there today? Well, no, uh, never mind. <laughs> what are y'all where are y'all working what kind of work y'all doing i'm doing commercial shit right now i've been hanging wallpaper mostly for the last i mean is like that months. so you're working yeah. just solely for right now? yeah 
whatever he does this little commercial stuff yeah well we got fucking spirit mountain so that's a bunch of wall covering they're shutting down the floors and then repainting everything and then and doing all that's about 20 grand a month i think he's making on it um john wants us both back john I need 35 an hour. Hernando's back. back, dude. <laughs> Marcos, we stole. The, dude, has nobody. That's what I've been hearing, like, dude. Like, they're about. Yeah, I heard they're not doing done, well. Yeah. Well, once they get a big job, you can't find any people right now. Yeah, I know. So, dude. where are they, the people they'll find, they'll, they'll go bankrupt quick, dude. My buddy like, said like he was good. working for him and he quit. We're doing way better than fucking dudes. Like, all, like, they got like five guys. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't ready for the pay, rate, pay hike, I don't think. They John, you it. know, you know, the greedy as fuck. You know that the painter founder of that company died like two years ago. That's when shit went bad. Yeah, that's what. When that's still what... alive, it was a different fucking shop, dude. But they, I'm telling you, those guys, because they're gonna, they got big jobs, I think, in the works. And when those hit, how are you gonna man it up when you're all right? You go there, you go there. They're, they're Every, fucking GCs. Be like, you know what? You know what? Yeah, they don't. Probably 20, they don't. 25 they don't, they, they don't want to pay anybody, so fuck them all. Uh, well, I mean, they're probably and John, They don't want to pay and John, scale either, bro. They're like, John, you your, your, company, your, your company's just the same as that company. What it boils down to is you got a non-painter owner that's being manhandled by their estimator. A little more than uh, it seems, I don't know. Not doing bad at all, dude. Yeah, how's things been going, man? More busy as shit. I guarantee you can uh, I guarantee he's not doing bad either. They we got just, 34 guys and they got five. Kicking, <laughs> it's because they don't care, John. I know, but I'm saying they're not. They're doomed because right now <coughs> sir, it's the hardest time to find help. Yeah. So if they got any work coming up, and all their work was in the hospitals. Yep. They they had everything in the hospitals because the guy that used to work for yeah, them works the guy them Kaiser, Providence. Yeah. Providence, yeah. exactly, yeah. That's all their work was Providence's because he had them. Oh, dude, I was... Steady in Providence is yeah. when I work for them. Bro. So all their work was in hospitals. When that dried up, they were like, "What do we do now?" Uh, and then you're trying to bid. Now the bidding's gotten real, you know. I bet. And they—that's all they've been doing is hospital work forever. Yeah, that's what you say. But when I was there, no, that wasn't the case. Dude, I'm telling you, they're doomed. I could, I they're could not call, gonna find Why? Because we help. worked at the hotel. I could, <laughs> I could call two different dudes that are painting for them right now that'll tell you they're not painting at hospitals. The majority well, of their work is hospital, hospital work, bro. Hospital work, Kaiser, fucking dentistry yes. offices, dude. You know how much fucking yeah. uh, hospitals and, and dentist office I did for them, dude. They probably did the majority of the shit that I did for them was fucking hospitals. And and not the other union companies you were at too. No. Do the most of Providence work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, don't yeah, they do. Like yeah, they do. They all do. They don't do. That's just not doing of... as much then. No. Well, you're saying that, dude. I've been in every fucking hospital in this town for extended periods of time working for. You gotta remember, I worked there for three years, dude. Last time, so. But I'm saying you were also in them with you were also in them with fucking every other fucking company. Not as often. What you weren't in? You were... I went to the Interstate Kaiser like one time. Yeah. The we... first. Well, I was at that fucking lot. house the whole time. <laughs> we have another one of those. <laughs> Fuck, don't call me, man. I'm saying. I think it was a nightmare. You, can't, you can't, can't compare anything that's been happening for the past year to the way that it was before that. The way it was pre-Trump, this was a boom town, and every company had whatever work they fucking wanted. You know, it's like Pix Intel, uh, Pix fucking Nike, Tickles McMinniman's Balls. Uh, who are you with? You're doing fucking casinos. 
there's work for everybody. There's like you were saying earlier, there's not enough people. And so my well, argument is, how can yeah. it simultaneously... Because you're either sitting at home making a fucking fat... have been making a fat check, or you're working. How can it simultaneously be true <laughs> that there's not enough workers, and the workers that there, are, that there are that do exist are not rewarded? How can that both be true? Because it's been going on since the 80s, bro. This union is not strong. The guys aren't fucking... There's no solidarity, dude. So, and that goes back to the painters, and I'm fucking just as guilty of it as any fucking buddy else, dude. I don't, I don't comprehend it because, like, since I've been in the local ten, what I've watched happen is, is that there were seven, eight, nine hundred of us, and we've dwindled down to now probably five hundred, and during that dwindling, what I've seen happen is, I've seen the district council and the IUPAT shoved down my throat to vote for Hillary Clinton when in reality I know that the vast majority of union members did not vote for Hillary Clinton. So I I literally have a fucking union that's towing a Democratic loser party line that doesn't win. While that was happening, we also had, and I don't comprehend this completely, and I'm speaking out of school, but I witnessed the tapers union, the drywallers, who are supposedly, at the time that I joined the Local 10, a part of my Local 10, and were in my Local 10 building as a separate union that was somehow a part of my Local 10, which I don't comprehend. I watched one of those tapers take the presidency of my Local 10, shut down an anti-racist committee that had been formed, shut down an organization (laughs) meant to support painters (laughs) during holidays, and then took the tapers after being a racist and by the way while all this is happening the tapers were making significantly more money than us about ten dollars more an hour still do and there was about half or a third as many of them as the painters and this again the local 10 1899 was started by painters but yet the tapers in smaller numbers take over the union shut down important things that we had created and voted in and then they left. After after gutting us, they left us. So, as far as unity with the brotherhood... And you know why they can do that? Because they fucking stuck together. And we don't stick together. They stuck together as pirates. Hey, you're still fucking sticking together and you're still getting what you want. It's We're at a point now where we get paid so little... How are we expected to strike and survive, dude? Like, seriously. No, no fucking painter I know can have weeks off of fucking work. Are you going to come back to the union, John? What about Maybe. me, John? Because <laughs> you got a fucking fat knot sitting in your bank account, bro. That's a whole different story. I just saved it painting, bro. I, I'm not magic. Okay, well, you don't got kids. Union, right. You ain't got that shit that you have right. to pay for, bro. Right. I'm willing to live for work because I have no other commitments. Yeah. Yeah. The dude I fucking went and painted his house last weekend. He's like, what's up, bro? You got some toys? You know, you got some dirt bikes and shit? I got dirt bikes. I got fucking da 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 And I was like, no. I, got I don't have a, any of that shit, bro. I got shit, a truck and apartment. Exactly. I got a truck <laughs> I'm paying for in a fucking townhouse. And he's like, why, man? Don't you guys make good money? He's like, you're making good money on this job. And I go, yeah, because I'm doing it, and I'm making, but I don't make this type of money fucking on every job. You know? And he's like, oh, fuck, I thought you have some dirt bikes and shit. I go, no, bro, I got kids. And he's like, well, I got kids. I was like, dude, look at your fucking house. 
You just told me you worked for an hour today, and fucking that's all you got to do today, and you live in a 3,500-square-foot house with fucking boats and fucking jet skis and fucking dirt bikes and shit everywhere, and a safe full of guns. And you're going, wow, you're making a lot of money. No, brother fucker. I did make good money on that fucking house. Don't get me wrong. 12 hours worth of work, <laughs> yeah, I got 15. That's why I wanted to get Still, on the But money. he was like, man, you make a lot of money. I should do what you do. And I go, bro, come on, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, that's what I wanted to do. That's why... I, just in, besides I love talking to you guys generally like that's what I want to talk about the class warfare of the fact that you know the people that work with the earth that give us the food that keeps us alive get paid the least and we keep the structures that we live in so that they're so that they're dry and, and stand against mother nature with with our maintenance and we get treated like a step up from the from the fruit pickers well hey when fucking laborers Make more than we do, dude. There's something seriously fucking wrong. And when you say labor, it is, is and when you say labor, you mean like the guy who picks up scraps. Yeah, picks job up site. shit, sweeps up job sites. Yeah. yeah, they can do carpentry. They can do other shit. They can they, stop traffic yeah. for, for the people who have skilled yeah. labor, which well, is like what thirty-five we have. bucks an hour. Yeah, we have skilled labor that it took us decades to acquire. Yeah, yeah. they We've been doing this for twenty they, some odd fucking years. They dude. do what they're told for someone who. Yeah, who doesn't exactly. want to do it themselves? They're kind of a catches. There's a catch-all kind, yeah, kind there, of guy. There's a cast system on a job site. And there's people like Clipboard Johnny over here, and and you're an aspiring Clipboard Johnny. I'm not trying. Fuck to throw, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm not, fucking going for John's job. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw stones, but there's two Clipboard Johnnies in here. One of them's a wannabe. But I'm trying, I, baby. I'm saying though, there's people on job sites where lives are. Okay, let me stop you right here. Just let me stop you real quick, real quick. I just want to fucking cover this point. If you are not fucking trying to get out of the field eventually, then you're doing something fucking wrong. I disagree. If you want to work and labor and kill yourself your whole fucking <laughs> yeah, life, exactly. dude, and you don't want to fucking be the dude that walks around and makes more money than everybody else and fucking goes, okay, here's your paint, here's your fucking. This. Then there's something wrong with you. Why would you want to okay. kill yourself there for the rest something... of your life? You to want your... to use your mind or exactly. your body? Mind or body? Which one are you going to use, Joe? I've been using my body for 24 fucking years. There and is it's getting something... real tired. There, okay? is, there is something wrong with me, and I am certifiably insane, well, but I do enjoy painting, and the reason I disagree with you is because the reason I still like it after 22 years is because every day I can do it better. I'm protecting and beautifying. I don't know about that. I've worked with you, Joel. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm protecting and beautifying. And when I come but, home, dude, when I come home. That doesn't mean you can't go paint whenever you want, bro. But you can't tell me you wouldn't rather, you wouldn't rather fucking sit here and make money and fucking podcast, right? Well, Because well, you wouldn't be doing hard labor. I'm arguing for a new type of money, bro. Money's a fucking bunch of bullshit. Well, it's all a fucking construct, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to smash. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, no, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to smash. That's like I think us painters can attack that shit because we're coming from a righteous place. Like we're not a hustle. We there are. I was raised by a salesman. There are bullshit artists that live in the mansions that we paint. Oh, of course. That's how they got there. Uh, not all of them, but you know, we look, John, John. If I had to ask in a number. If I had to ask you to list in a number, the number of different job sites that you've been on, including people's homes, that are sensitive to the level of, like, because you're a professional, like, you wouldn't, like, divulge, you know, any details about the privacy of the situation that you were painting. Oh, um, I don't give a fuck about that. I'll tell I mean, everybody's business. I'm, I'm pretty loosey-goosey in a respectful way. Like, you know, I, I'll tell you, like, some of mine, for examples, would be, like, the oldest continuously operating paper mill that still operates today 
in Longview, Washington, um, it, it blew my mind what's going on there. And I was crawling around the abandoned equipment for them. I had a I had a 24 year employee of the place that followed me and another painter around every day to keep us alive. That was his job <laughs> was the, to shadow us so that we wouldn't die. Um, uh, Apple's Cloud out in Primeville. You know, these are just things since I've been out here. It's a very good point, Joel. I'm, fuck you, John. I'm saying <laughs> if you had to, if you had to think about like how many like places you've been that people don't go, that people aren't allowed, but painters go. Think about it. I had to try to put a number on it. I'd say for me, like over a thousand. How are we quantifying where, yeah, where, don't where people either. don't go? Like, okay, one example. Are you talking about rich people's houses, one, 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 or are you talking about like yeah, one buildings and one shit? Example, yeah, one example would be like someone's home that um, you know is conversation worthy and spectacle worthy, but. It's their home, so you would never do that to them because you're, oh, you're a professional. Dude, that's all I did for the first ten years of my career was do high-end homes. Dude. Hold on. Or another example would be a part of a building that even the members of the building or the employees of the company whose building it is are not allowed to go, but were there. I've done work in a fucking server farm where I fucking the guys are outside the server farm, and you have to like double key card to get in, and I could not be in there by myself. Because of fucking, you know, espionage and shit, you know. So there was a guy that followed me around. I'm just touching up the walls in a huge fucking tilt-up with just stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of servers as far as you can see, dude. And so the only guy that ever goes in there is that guy that was with me because he's the only one that's got clearance. And then they control everything. Guys control it from outside in a different fucking room, a different part of the facility. And I had to get a background check and all this bullshit. Yeah. Just Apple to, Cloud was like that in Primeville. In yeah. And Facebook's across the street. I haven't been That was, uh, I think that was Java or something that that was. Oracle. That's Java. Hmm, might have been. Um, Intel's the same. You can't. <clears throat> have you been at Intel? I've been, they made me crawl under the clean floor, clean room floors and fucking do touch up. I've been there before. Yeah, I've had to crawl where the robots are running yeah. around and you're all. I got a friend. All masked up and suited. I got a friend. Money suit. I got a friend that'll probably be in this room someday, and uh, he does the fucking monkey farms. You know, where they, oh God. I don't know. I don't even know what the organization is, but there's somebody with monkeys. You talking about? No. He did a bunch of that shit, bro. The monkey farms. Yeah. Yeah. He texted me and asked me if I was podcasting. Do you like, ever see yeah, that, bro? Did you ever see that movie Project X? Yeah, where they throw the party. That's a crazy movie. Where they throw the party and the flamethrower guy's like, where's my gnome? It's, Did you it's watch funny. that? It, yeah, I saw that in the theater, actually. But I'm talking about the one from the 80s with Matthew Broderick. Oh, okay, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I've seen that one. Shock the Monkey, Peter But the Gabriel. other one's funny, too, where he comes and he has the fucking foot. They steal this dude's gnome. And where they throw it and it busts open and ecstasy goes everywhere and they <laughs> take it. And then he comes and fucking burns the whole neighborhood down with flame torch. They shoot him. Riot. Yeah, that movie's the best, dude. I, love, I just watched it like a couple weeks ago. It's crazy. It's, it's like basically the story of like a, a Jersey gangster who like shows up in LA and is like, I'm going to show you how a real I've, gangster does it. I've done some parties. Not that bad, but close. Not that bad. I had no fires or anything. <laughs> Shit was tore up, that's for sure.
nobody. You think I'm paying you what you want? Fuck you, John. Uh, close, dude. Here's my With the, without the insurance and retirement? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that that's, that's, the where, that's what I mean. That's Harding. where I'm fucking. Before you no, he's not Harding. paying me enough to fucking take care of all that shit. John sure. Harding. I just get a before higher you, fucking wage. Before you yeah. deal with Clipboard Johnny and engage him in this verbal duel, oh, it's let, a me, duel. let me arm you with what I've already made clear to him is that I will not engage him in financial arguments about the finances of what he's not paying me. He likes to argue for the owner. He likes to argue for the owner like a good clipboard Johnny. And I won't have any of it. I'm just saying, know that as he makes his points. That's what he does to you. I'm saying you get fucked from everybody. Yeah, that's true. Including you. That's fucking true. Jeez, I don't pay right. you. I didn't pay you. Right. But, you'll, but you'll say you want it. You'll be like, come on back. I'll get you in there. I mean, I'm just saying if you need a job, there's a job. Hire oh, I'm you. sure there, there's a job there. He needs to sit down and fucking be a man about hiring anybody. I mean, you'd have it made. John had it made with me if he would have gotten tangled. Yeah, he was cruising. That was his fault, not Frank fucking John. Frank ruined it all. I didn't I mess John's, with John. John, John, like, John. John's an open fucking hearted open book. Fucking. like... Go do that, though. He was doing good. I mean, he was learning. And that's what I tried to explain. Look, I mean, he knew. I mean, I was like, look, dude, it's going to take time. Because, I mean, John Harding didn't. And it was some of this wallpaper. Yeah. Even could barely do them. I've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, how long did Apprentice you? Fucking three months, four months? No. Like, literally, like, all together, like, the time that I spent with him was like a month and a half, probably. Yeah. And then you're running. So by the time I fucking took shit over, yeah, I had like three months of fucking. (laughs) Well, because at least I always fucking busted my ass and did the shit, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's fucking money makers and there's non-money makers, and, you know, I invited a lot of painters here, and... The non-money makers didn't come. <laughs> the non-money makers I didn't really invite. Like, some of them might show up, like, because of word of mouth, but I didn't really invite them. Yeah. Um, but if they're in the room, I love them as a painter to paint with, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to let it thicken. in. I'm just saying it's tough, Joel. Um, what is? Putting I'm up just saying we get screwed everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but you're... I mean, I'm trying to flip your... If I was in control of the money, I would take care of of people. Not all of them. I get where it comes from, because I... Yeah, you can't take care of everybody, man. No, some of these guys ain't worth... Yeah. I mean, John knows you've worked with some of them. But those are what... But I mean, those should that's get a good base, journeyman scale. Base journeyman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's plenty of guys that I fucking have worked with in my life that are journeymen. Yeah, base but journeyman. ain't worth a fuck, dude. I don't even think those guys should be making twenty-five dollars an hour. Okay. So uh uh-uh. What I'm saying is, is that that fucking base journeyman is not what we are, but that's what they pay no. for years. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't give me no more fucking money, dude. You just. I was topped out. They weren't gonna give me any more money. You gotta go out on your own. That's it. I don't want to take on all that responsibility. I'm, no, I'm, I'm beat up, that's, dude. That's the way you make the money. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's what I, my daughter gets grown. Yeah. Probably, and she's almost there. Then years. you really be fucking clipboard Johnny, and just fucking getting jobs and no, shit. No, I'd probably just keep it small <laughs> and just do like me and two or three guys make enough. Like you can make a couple hundred thousand, dude. A couple guys and pay them good money. Yeah. And everybody be happy. Yeah. Easy. Wants to fucking wants get the to business like, going. Step away, dude. He oh, wants to fucking he? just, and then just be able to spend time with his son, dude. You know? Yeah, his son has epilepsy like my daughter. So, that's what he's shooting for. Yeah, I, we're, we're a ways out. Who's going to estimate we're able, all? Well, he, like, uh, fucking he wants me to take over, dude. And all the estimating and everything? Well, I think he'll still do estimating and shit like that, but he wants to be, you know have a lot more time to fucking do his shit but yeah i'm trying to get in the office bro and not have to fucking be in the field anymore if i gotta go paint or do something whatever that's fine yeah. but 
I'd rather be time, meeting with customers and doing bit like I picked up a job for us. Um, it's this fucking uh, it's for and we went up and did in downtown Seattle and we got to stay like right there. Do you walk out the room? You're at fucking work. You know, really nice fucking hotel too. And so I'm doing all the do shit with that guy and he's like, well, fuck man, I love everything you do. You know, let's fucking keep it going. So we're trying to get that fucking thing moving. And that's all they do, fucking hotel renovations, wall covering, all over, yeah, dude. And you just fucking go wherever, go wherever they are. You stay in the hotel. I mean, you stay in these rooms. They're like $150 fucking a night rooms, dude. It was fucking nice. I, I did that in Nashville. We used to do, uh, when I was 15 years old, I went to Nashville, and I I used to strip all the wallpaper and mm -hmm. get it all prepped out for the wallpaper guys. Yeah. Wallpaper removal is the worst. That's where um, we had some good... Dude, there's three to one, three to one women to men in Nashville. Fuck, let's go. It was on, dude. Can't find no. They got brothels here. up there. Everything. <laughs> My brother went to a brothel. He got fired. We had to ride a Greyhound <laughs> bus back home. <laughs> it was a trip, dude. Has anybody been to the strip club lately? I know you haven't, Joel. Johnny, you been to the strip club lately? And they're not even open around me now. I went broke. Jesus Christ. Those poor strippers. What are they one, doing right now? One closest to John's house uh, had a, a dancer stab another dancer to death in the... Oh, they opened up after that, though. They... Where? Dancing Bear? Skin. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I've seen bitches with stab wounds at Dancing Bear before, so... <laughs> they're sexy, huh? Was that a great <laughs> dead titty bar, or what? No, it was, uh, it was the Dancing Bear. B A R E, bro. Where's that at? It's on Interstate. But it's either Russian or. Like right off Lombard. It's right by where the Paul Bunyan statue is on Interstate. It's either a reference to the Grateful Dead or Russian. You know what I mean? Besides fucking. It's a reference to the fucking horror strippers that they have in their ghetto ass bitch. That. Wow. Dude, this bitch came out on stage, dude, in some dirty panties and a fucking Ugh, life beater. Fucking was dancing around. She had a fucking, looked like she got clipped with a fucking nine millimeter at one point here. Stab wound here. <laughs> I haven't seen nothing like that since El Paso. <laughs> These bitches are gangsters. There's huh? some chick like that in El Paso had cut marks. She came up. We were like, oh, shit. My ex-old man. Like, you want to like <laughs> We're good. <laughs> It was a ghetto strip club, dude, in the heart of downtown El Paso. That's where Joel wants to go. You need Back to take to Mexico. Joel to fucking uh, the strip club. He needs <clears throat> to see some vagina. Take him down to New Mexico, John. He's having a rough go of it. Where do Shit. You, where do you go in New Mexico? Uh, Santa Fe. Oh, you're in the rich people's part. I thought you were down over there where, where I'm used well, that to was Las the thing, Cruces dude, you, over you in the hood. Of, I know where Las Cruces is. Uh, <laughs> when you get out of fucking Santa Fe, like it, it gets actually normal. Yeah, Santa Fe is cracking, dude. So it's, it's expensive, nice, dude. Rio Doso like, is where my uncle used to have a yeah. cabin. You my, know where my that parents is? Cloud Croft, Rio Doso? Yeah. Yeah, I've been all over, man. I've been all the way down to Carlsbad and then fucking up. You know those caverns? White Sands and shit. My uncle demoed those caverns where the visitor station mm -hmm. we rebuilt those in 2008 i painted those places. oh yeah if you're ever that there place is i did cool, the painting there dude yeah that place is cool. i was there for six months i bet dude we got i got so hammered i these dudes told me one night we were coming back from the bars i guess i was going down like the fucking wrong lane for fucking miles <laughs> The well, there ain't nothing out There's there. There's nothing so. out there, dude. It's like three bars, a Walmart. Yeah. Did you eat that restaurant before you get there? What is it, White? The White fucking... It's uh, good, Brecky. Pretty good shit I didn't there, eat huh? there. We went up there like during the middle of the day. It was hot as fuck, man. And then we went down in the caverns. And dude, I drank so it's much. It's awesome down there. There's, there's uh, roads around there. I used to get drunk and fucking... When my guys were there working and I'd get too fucked up, I'd go out there and hide out. 
Like oh, in the cavern. It's all just fucking desert and shit out yeah, there, man. It's nothing. And they start selling liquor at like seven. It's seven to seven, Monday through Sunday. And then fucking Texas is right no, there, seven right? To twelve. Isn't the Panhandle right there, dude? Well, El Paso. Yeah. To cross over the border. Yeah. To have to go through the checkpoint. And we'd have like a blunt rolled every time, dude. I'm like, all right, go. I'm like, don't light anything up. Let us <laughs> get through. You know, if you hit it up at like six, there's no drug dogs. When we come back, you see drug dogs. Oh like, yeah. People are outside of their car, probably like, fuck. Dude, that's crazy. But there's probably some morning where and all that's of just a sudden the checkpoint between dog. the states. Yeah, to go to wow. Carlsbad out of New Mexico, out uh, of El Paso, because everybody's smuggling shit. Oh, okay. So there's one there. There's one in all directions yeah. coming out of El Paso. So, but if you catch the right time, yeah, those fucking drug dogs yeah. are up. Which we only had, like, you know, yeah. ounce to smoke or yeah, something. Yeah. But, dude, that Motel 6 that's there in Carlsbad Caverns, I stayed yeah. there for fucking six months. I stayed at this lake fucking kind of right by it, dude. Um, I think it's back. It would be back east a little bit. I'm trying to remember the name of it, dude. But we stayed there for a couple nights. It was this little fucking shitty lake. It was all dry and fucking bullshit. Oh, it was so hot. And then there's no radio reception. Oh, yeah. So if you don't have a serious <laughs> satellite coming back from Carlsbad to El Paso, it's nothing but just everybody talking. Which I would, have, tell like, you I would what, have a fit that I'd be like, grab the wheel of tequila all the way back, dude. Because we'd always drink and smoke all the way back. Grab the wheel. And it's like tur- a turn. You were driving it You were driving it every day? No, we, we were coming back like Thursday. Oh, okay. I'd have like a fit, dude. I'm like, hold the wheel. <laughs> That's how we were going to New Mexico. Do you remember how mad they're hardcore about it in New Mexico? The drunk driving thing. Do you, too, dude. Do, do you remember how crazy it was coming back from Bend when you're riding with that? Oh, um, we he almost, we got into two road rages. These guys pulled a fucking gun on us. We're, we're there at the cops, dude, and he's like, before, hold on, before you tell that story. Yeah. The sick. reason I brought up this crazy motherfucker is because he would literally torch a nectar collector while driving his truck from Bend back to Portland. Dude. He was hitting, you remember, John? He was hitting his nectar collector in his fucking truck. What do you mean, the the dab thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had to have the dab every morning. In his truck, driving around. And then he would, like, and then we would go, dude. Like, we went this one time, and we bought, like, this expensive dinner in downtown Bend. Like, we spent, like, $120. And I don't know why, but he'd always throw up all the food. Like then we go. Too big of a dab. <laughs> I don't know if it was just he dabs. Clean. He was on, dude. I yeah. think was yeah. 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 Our he stomach was some fucked H up. Or something, yeah. dude. No, he would claim that he had to dab to be able to process food. Yeah. But then he'd throw it up, dude. And then we'd go buy all this food, and then I'd just take it all back with me at the end of the week because he'd eat like nothing of it. He okay. did like ten years he, in jail. Yeah, he would. He would rage. He would spontaneously rage on the job sites. And in the truck, what what's the truck story you were gonna tell? Well, no, and then he'd just drive it crazy, like a hundred miles an hour down twenty six. Dabbed out of his mind. Dabbed out. I'm just like I'm on. I'm, I'm not even on probation yet. I'm out on bail, and I'm just I'm like, like bail, man. <laughs> he's John's like finding out how long he's gonna lose his license. And this crazy dude's driving me, and I'm just like, what? You know, calm down, dude. But I don't want to be too crazy because I don't have a license. Right. Was it like four hours? I drive? can't drive. <laughs> well, no. And then I finally got it, and that's when they put the blow and go. But then it was like only oh, yeah. certain times. I forget how long it takes. How long does it take to get there? The bend? Four. Bend? No, four. Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. yeah. Still, that's a, quite the drive because you got to go up over the mountain. We used to always catch Joel. Joel would get him a, a sausage McMuffin. And then, like, two days later, John, 
He'd pull this motherfucker out of his car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Joel. Bro, I got your McMuffin, man. Is that the McMuffin for Monday, Joel? I got, I got a fridge full of Popeye's chicken sandwiches oh, right now that I picked up yesterday. Every time I come by, he's like, you want some Popeyes, bro? I got that Popeyes. Dude, in the and fridge. then this guy would pick up Native American people on the way to bed, dude. I, he'd come to the job and he's like, you know what I did this morning? What's that, Joel? I picked those, these Native people up and I took them to McDonald's and... Fed a breakfast, <laughs> which is a cool thing. Such a but, kind I mean, soul I don't, you don't know if those people are serial killers or. They who the fuck it ain't nineteen seventy-five. Can't be picking up random people on the side of the road nowadays. Bro. And Madres and shit. I, I was driving through their hood. And it was like fucking six in the morning. The sun had just come up and they were in the middle of fucking nowhere. They were like, bro, you guys want to make muffin? There was no, (laughs) there was no building or anything within miles of where they were on the side of the road. Like they had clearly been walking for hours. Well, they're probably living out in the middle of nowhere. They're on the res, son. But it was two women. It was two women and a dude. And I was like, I'm helping. And I'm like, as long as you guys don't mind piling in on each other. And they were like, fuck no. Because I had, you know, a, a car full for a week's worth of work. So they, all there was was one seat in the back of the Eclipse, of a, of a Mitsubishi oh, Eclipse. One seat, One seat in the back. Why do you take so much shit? It's just a week, bro. Because I, I like my gear. I like to paint with certain shit after 22 years. And, uh, and, <laughs> and two people sat in the front shotgun seat. Poorly. Two people sat in the front shotgun seat and one woman sat in the back. How many other were there? All these people that burn up all their unemployments yeah. next year yeah. and there's no work. I hope I don't fucking have to try fucking claim again. Well, uh, you're both talking like we're like we're not living in a strange new world because you can't shut down society for six months. It ain't coming back to normal. Like it's no, it's it's it's. What it is, is a national state of emergency that's not being declared. But they're just making their little pussy ass. Well, I still think it's all a fucking joke, dude. Uh, there's no reason why we needed to fucking shut down the entire economy for this shit, dude. It's I'm not, ridiculous. I shouldn't have said pussy actions. It, it, the, the, <gasps> the federal, you fucking sis. The federal government is not handling a crisis properly, and so therefore we're being put... No, it's all fucking political theater, dude. It's all it is. It's all the Democrats fucking trying to fucking get Trump out, dude. We're being... You know how much I fucking hate Trump, but, I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. Well, I... See, Pelosi just got busted fucking getting her goddamn hair done with no mask on. Democrats have ham-handedly been trying to shove him out... And been blocked, yeah, and this is the and, latest fucking... And they've been blocked at every turn by Republicans, the same Republicans that were willing to shut down the Democratic president of right before Trump. Yeah, because Democrats and so now, are and so pussies. Now, and, and so now there's a crisis, and so it's a tug of war against two fucking bullshit artists. Yeah, agreed. It's a shit show, dude. I concur. <laughs> I, I just don't... I, I, it's like John saying, man, we're, we're going to feel it next year. And I'm not, I wish we wouldn't have you, done this. Painters aren't. You probably won't. We're, we're too underpaid. Better. We're too underpaid to, to oh, I'll stay working, but we are too essential. If it really came underpaid. down to it, I'd go back and fucking be like, you want to take me back? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, no, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> I need power. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> well, I mean, no, the real conversation that, you know, I'm, I just get into arguments with John about it, but the real conversation for you to 
comprehend is that there are people that work for them that are worth $40 an hour take home on top of the union package. Why? Because they're capable of constructing crews that make money. Yeah. Not just, not just making money themselves, but showing the employees of the jobs that the owners don't even show up at. I'm talking about people that own companies that don't even go to where they make the money as their company. They There's don't a even, lot of fucking guys that are like that. They don't set foot on the fucking job sites that 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 keep their company ex- in existence. They don't even show That's up. That's a fucking problem, dude. That's all. That's of why them. fucking uh, so many of his jobs were fucked up, dude. Is that he never he'd get the plans and look at them and be like, okay, so much it is. He never walked the fucking job. And that's again. I thought that dude was. And again, again. Oh, he's the superintendent, the estimator. Yeah, but what? And again, neither one of them's the owner. Ne- neither one of them are showing up to any job sites either. Oh, I see. They're not the. They're the, those are ranked two and three of the motherfuckers that should be showing up on job sites to figure out. I know you don't like, but I like my boy, dude. What I'm saying is, <laughs> he treated me like shit. He treated me like shit. He's always been cool with me. I, I lived, I lived, I lived for that motherfucker for years and he treated me like shit. Joel, you got to become a good old boy. He never made it into the upper echelon of bro. Like I did. Boy, right? <laughs> Apparently I started making it into the upper echelon because I got a whole fucking dollar an hour raise and, and it you shit, had to get mad and, about not smoking weed and it shit me up with the whole fucking company. Cause I got a dollar. Well, you know, you know, the fucking old saying, you don't talk about wages. Don't Fuck that. Wages. That's why it I want you guys. Problems. That's why I want you guys sitting in here and I appreciate it. Fuck that. That's how they keep us down. Fuck that. You did have a little breakdown though, bro. What are you talking about? I know you were stressed out and shit cause you need your medicine and shit, but you had a little breakdown there at the fucking, the day you walked off a of job. <laughs> yeah. Because how many fucking years had I given that company? I worked for that company twice, dude. When I okay. everything I did with John Daniels, I had already given and fucking. We all know that they don't give a fuck right. about us, no matter how much they smile in our faces yeah. and go, "Hey, buddy, yeah. hey, pal." You want to go back to Ben with me, Joe? <laughs> McMenamins is calling your name. We got another McMenamins coming up. I'll tell you this: the breakdown that you're referring to on the day that I left had <laughs> had as much to do with the horrible job situation that we're just described. Oh, I, I was emotionally fucking losing it because of him you know he he wanted to trigger me every day and so he did yeah, definitely she's <laughs> like fuck this i'm out of here well you know maybe she, we should just start our own business boys been there done that <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up in the 80s did your mom smoke cocaine joel you know someone there was a i mean yeah mine did but there was a i did too joel. there was a chick on youtube or twitter that was playing that song. I've heard it since since you introduced me to it. I've heard it. I, I made it through the 80s and 90s and crack cocaine. I can make it through the coronavirus and right. wildfires. That's right. I made it through a lot of crack cocaine. So. Uh, that is it was a, good, shit don't burn down. You, yeah, crack you, is really good. You probably you know. you pr- That's why I don't John, smoke it, bro. John Pinky probably hopes to make it through some more. I woke up to crack houses in Memphis. <laughs> you would have. They probably have killed you. Me? Me Kenny personally? Rogers you talking son. about me? Yeah, because I was Kenny Rogers' son. <laughs> I didn't get killed. Oh, Kenny Jr.? I smoked you. <laughs> we took you and probably took all your clothes off, all your money. I don't know. And fuck your ass. I told you to get the fuck out of there. Are you saying... 
that they thought that you were Kenny Rogers' son? What are you uh, saying? They used to call my dad. <laughs> That's what they used to call your dad. My dad used to go down there and fight. Like he busted a bottle. Like they did. They had some brawls with some guys. You're from New Mexico. Look at that. I'm not from, New, from New Mexico. I thought you were from New Mexico. No, it's from here. My parents moved down there in 2013. You look like a New Mexican. New Mexican. There's some hot New Mexican broads, that's for sure. I thought he was Irish looking, but he's German. Yeah, I know. He doesn't look like anybody from New Mexico. I am Irish and German and yeah, Czech. You, you, you look Irish as fuck. Very man. white. Very white person. You look like a leprechaun. Is that your dad right there? <laughs> All three of us are Irish looking. Fuck shit like that is in Memphis. That shit got burnt, um, bulldozed down anyways. Most of those are gone. They're replaced with meth houses now. I've never done crack or cocaine, but um, I've hung out in crack houses with crackheads as they were. As, <laughs> I would be like, what are you doing, dude? What the fuck are you giving me? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time I was watching them. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you know, they were my friends. Wow. I've never had that. We never had people not smoking crack in the crack house. Yeah, I'm a wing. ain't smoking crack, man. I'm a wingnut. Well, no, you use your black hair. Give me a hit. Or let yeah. me somebody bang it and you give a little pebble. Yeah, fuck with that I, shit anymore. I got a headache from Too just... Too fucking good. I got a headache from just a secondhand smoke. Oh, it was terrible. You'd go out in the parking lot, some dude's fucking this dude's wife. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why is it that every crack house that I've ever been in, there's never any sheets on the mattress? You don't need sheets when you're rocked out, fool. I mean, the one we were at, there was no bathroom running water. The only thing the guy had was a phone. And it's funny. (coughs) My Uncle Poncho (coughs) said, that motherfucker doesn't have running water. He doesn't have a toilet. But he's got a phone that always works. And he would, dude. He'd always have service on that phone. So he could keep get and sell crack. <laughs> well, so he could have somebody come deliver it. It was an old guy. He was like 80 years old, 70 years old. I don't know how he's still living. The crack was just making him survive. Dude. <laughs> Thank God I never got into it deep, dude. I smoked it a few times and was like, yeah, this is way too good. I'll fucking become a rock hound. First time I ever saw it, I was in New York City in an alley off of Times Square and this <laughs> and, the, like, you head off this rock? and this black dude like smooth as butter like real low key and chill with like big saucer bug eyes and like uh he just like smoothed up on me and was like Hey player. Yeah, like hey, uh, I see you lighting that cigarette, can I borrow your lighter? And I was like, Yeah and he turns around to break the wind and he holds it up to this weird looking clear pipe and I'm like I wait till he hits it and I'm like what are you smoking? And he's like, crack. And I, I'll never forget, I was looking into his eyes like right when it was hitting his brain. <laughs> and I go, what's it feel like? And he like thought for a second and I watched his eyes like go to another dimension. And then he looked me dead in the face like from the other dimension and he goes, feels like you just boarded the Enterprise. <laughs> Warp speed, baby. And, and I just, I was like, okay, thanks. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't envy him. You know, yeah, I mean, I didn't smoke shit straight till I was like seventeen. We used to roll momos. Oh yeah. You know what a momo? Is? That's how I smoked it, dude. What's a momo? It's when you roll it up. When you put it with weed. Yeah. And sprinkle. It yeah, up. we called them primos. Yeah, with crack. Yeah. So we call them momos. That's what you call it in the south. Yeah. Momo. It's funny. It's just a variation on primo, momo. Momo. That shit's a mo. It's like weed with a little bit mo. 
You come down to Memphis, you get smoked in the project. Go <laughs> would be done. Were you, were you like the same age, 17? When I smoked rock for the first time? Probably like 16 or 17, yeah. We showed up at my buddy's house and he was fucking cooking some shit up. It was the guy we used to buy all of our uh, weed from. It was our Mexican connect. We were going over to get like a fucking two pounds or some shit for like $300. And he was in the kitchen like cooking it up. He's like, I'm trying to make some rock, man. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> so fucking my buddy's uncle that was from uh, L.A., he was a total cholo cat. And he was like, oh, you're doing it all wrong, man. Let me see. Let me get in there, man. And he starts fucking doing it. He's like, you see? You see it's coming together? Okay. See it coming together? All right, looks cool, man. Let's drain it out. They drained it out, fucking crushed it up, rolled it up in some shit. And I was like... Whoa, this is good. <laughs> You're like, when's that shit coming back around? Speed it up. Yeah. And then I did it another fucking time with this dude that I used to... When I had my house in St. Helens. <laughs> You're from St. Helens, too. Uh, I bought my house out there in 2005. And then I sold it in 13, I think, and moved back out here. Which I don't know why I did that. I should have just fucking stayed there, did dude. Did you go to school? Or no, I didn't. I bought my house in 2005, though. So I'd, you never, you never no. know. So that's one thing about the Portland painters, whatever. Like, our trade is notorious among all the trades as having the most wing nuts, the craziest motherfuckers on jobs. The most sites. drug addicts. Are the painters alcoholics? The, the painters are the junkyard dogs of every construction site. Like, are just dummies. Like, people, people fucking don't give us any you, respect. You like He's my favorite, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> you I, got along pretty good. I, you know what? I never had, got any shit from him because I just told him, hey, this is the fucking way. He always told me, don't let him fucking tell you. I don't care if we're working on his job. We're doing this shit. So I would always just be like, whatever, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I even fill out all my own paperwork for that job out at fucking high school. Okay. He's like, you don't have to do that, man. And I was like, no, nope, filling it out, bro. I did yeah, it for... I was like, I got two. Yeah, I did it for two when I was at the fucking... Yeah. I was filling out my own paperwork. Because whatever, bro. Kind of weird. Oh, it was a dick. But I got along with him all right. He beefed with me one time. I don't even remember who he is right now. And so, uh, uh, after that, he was always cool with me, dude. Just an alcoholic. I think he's got some mental shit wrong with him. Yeah, he's got like oh, his, oh, oh. Uh, superiority fucking complex. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're both, they're both nice guys. Nicknames. They're both nice guys. Likes to be a dick. Just like... Does not get along. You don't know. He saw it, dude. They hate him. They still yeah. do. Look. Get this, they're ripping up tickets. I'm going to... The, I'm like a referee. <laughs> I'm in the fucking office like... Look. Ah. Look, I've worked with that dude. I was with him at the um at, uh, yeah, at, at, at the or whatever. He is not fun as far as a manager. He wants to be clipboard Johnny, but he's not good at it. Yeah. And he and he, he and, and it's not fun to be around. He's got he's so fucking like um just there's nothing there, dude. We need to do the rotation. I'm gonna, tell you, tell me. I'm, like, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what I told John years ago when I was leaving that company. <laughs> there's no leadership. Because he's not a painter. He thinks he's a painter, but he's not a painter. And he's not a painter. He's an estimator. And so, with the complete lack of leadership, who the fuck were we just talking about? What, why am uh, I talking about? I don't about? know. You, you lost me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about... What employee? We were talking about an employee. Is that fucking kid still there? The, the young estimator? That's his yeah. name? I liked him. I got along with him. <laughs> who was who the employee we were talking about? Rodrigo's still talking about. Oh, no, no. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're both... 
looking for Fall Guys, and they are the Fall Guys. That's the thing. Fall got away with subpar work for so many but years, and now they. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Part. Are leeching off of them, and they don't know what they're doing. So are responsible for all of the revenue production. There are certain key players who are making pennies above the army of fucking underpaid fucking whatever. Oh, yeah. You're ma you're making pennies above the army of fucking base paid journeyman you're making eighty dollars more a week you know some bullshit all right man just make me want to go home and fucking shoot myself <laughs> well it's the spco that's doing it to us you know what i mean it's spco it is dude, it's every it is. fucking paint yeah, or everybody has been fucking me since i started painting right. when i was 14 years old so and i've been except for, for what you said you except for if you do it for yourself Except for what if and you I, do, you still get fucked because you'll get a bad job and the owner will fuck you, and it's it's the never-ending story. Well, word you of always mouth, get a couple bad. Word jobs. of mouth, word of mouth is where it's at. So let's and get the word out that painters don't get enough. But sometimes True. even the word of mouth don't. You know, I mean, it's just, dude, you, you got good days and bad days, and you just gotta chug along through. How's it well, doing, dude? Tell him I said, hey, man. I always like him real well. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He can't really handle much. Like I have like the, all yeah. the fucking. Yeah. I got this much on my plate. Cause sometimes it's not much, and he'll be like. He doesn't want it. I mean, well, he, he told me he was the best painter in the company yeah, yeah, one day. No, that's <laughs> there, there's a perfect example of my point. I feel special. Is a made man. He does yeah. not know how to paint except for the universe. That, that I just think he's. I, I, I'm I, saying I though. He's got a bad. I'm team. saying though, like John said, he doesn't want to be in big scenarios. Yeah. And that's an example of what made as a painter a dude who doesn't want to be in the spotlight making well, any no, money. He, he actually supposed to run the smaller, and I've tried. I tried to get him to run. Because that's what he's down. good at, dude. No. It already was broke. I'll get you a better chair. No, no, no. Or you okay with sitting I'm on the couch? I'm about to go, dude. Because uh -huh. I was supposed to be. It's already almost eight. I can't believe no one ever shows up. But thank you so much for being here. Besides just me and John. I know. I had to come for see Hardy. Hell yeah, it was a good one. Hardy looks tired. Yeah, I'm about ready to bounce What's out your too. Start time. Uh, I'm not starting till seven, but I'm working in Hillsborough. The job I'm doing is a fucking shit sale. Breakfast and lunch every day? No, I do have a company credit card though. Oh, do you? Yeah. He takes care of you. He'll take care <laughs> of you. He does. He's a good guy. I like me and him. We're friends. I hope we stay that way. You know, business and friendship can He's get fucked guy. up, but he does take care of me, man. I never had anything bad at all. He's too nice sometimes, dude. I'm like, bro, quit giving away this fucking work. You know, shit like that. Like, he'll just say, just do it if they ask you to do something. I'm like, no, bro. Well, he must right. be getting some good money. Sign a ticket. Yeah. I'll have him sign a ticket. That's what it was like. Bro, I just want to keep people happy. I'm like, well, we got to make money, bro. Yeah, that's what it was like for me. It was like they were so used to coasting on their fucking Slack plan, and I show up, and I'm like all about, like, let's make some money. So I was killing jobs, and they'd show up, and they just they would just add a week's worth of work to me, and they wouldn't want to bill it, you know, and they'd be like. I don't see how you can do that. Because they, here's, if it was here, he'd tell you, because he works for that company. Um, they make dollars a year in profit from, so everything else is. And all that, just fucking else, walking around. Everything else, they don't give a shit. shit. Make more than prior to here. Just, just going, crawling around those places you were talking about in the underbasements. Touching up. This guy, he's like. We were in the clean room. He's like, you see that that spot under there? It's like halfway. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's spot. all like, oh, day. Getting under there, and he's like, <laughs> we can't have any dust under there. And I was like, fuck, why didn't those guys paint it? Yeah, they're on so their. I call my big ass under right. about so, a half mile of clean. So, so they're on their hands and knees in crawl spaces. Jesus. When they move, the, when it becomes from the to the, 
then they have a new machine that has to go in that spot. And when they pull the old machine out, there's holes in the concrete where the old machine was. The imprint is different than the new machine for the new technology. Yeah. So they have to HEPA filter the shit that they're grinding and then using catalyst to fill it. It's all industrial work. Mm -hmm. But because of that, and one of the signatories on the contract, they pay commercial. They, it's coded as commercial in the contract. And then he's charging for industrial. And then he, sent, he floods it with apprentices and... and uh, and charges journeyman. So anyway, and then well, you got a good scam going. I mean, fuck, <laughs> I dude. know. I wish I could do something like that. So, I'm tapping out to John, John, and Joe, Joe, Big Daddy Joe. The two outlaws. The, the two outlaws. Two outlaws are out of here. We're out of this bitch. Thanks, John. You know you both. You know you both come from outlaw families, and you're both named John. Okay.